About to give these, these bars, man. These motherfucking bars, motherfucking bar time. Three piece spicy. No Four size. Piece. Four piece? Four piece, dog. How you get a size? And I'm coming with the biscuit. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, nigga, it's the bully. Listen, listen here. Look. Shout out to Full Clip Global. Mm-hmm. Follow their account and hit the site. We deserve the hype. It's Tris said we could sell a kilobyte. Mm. Perfect. I'm a foul nigga. I wouldn't lose a feather in a chicken fight. Ooh, what else? I'll fry a nigga. Carry a burner for eight nights like an Israelite. <laughs> <laughs> I'll really up the tool. Uh-huh. You pull fire alarms. What else? I was raised on Rockefeller. I need about 500 charms. Mm. Find a rock chains. I smack fire out your mouth for 500 palms. Mm. Then have your bitch... Pose butt naked around 500 swans. Come on. I niggas know what time it is. It's the bully, nigga. That's all I got. That was full slide up. That's all I got, nigga. Swans, nigga. Swans. I don't know what kind of. Use the imaginations. I don't know what kind of sound swans make, but. You know what I'm saying? So I'm telling you, it's mad sexy. (laughs) It's a a quack with bass to it. But, uh. (laughs) Yo. Quack. It's a quack off a deuce, dog. You just pulled up a deuce. <laughs> very sedated. Right, but, um, running treads, it's my prerogative. I won't run you down, but I'll jog you down quick. Mm-hmm. Pussy niggas bleed, blood tight, hold positive. Uh-huh. The nigga want to live, I want just the opposite. <laughs> okay. Running treads, we really the best, and that's uh, statistically speaking. We carry the most burners. That's logistically speaking. Mm-hmm. I got you down on that ball court while your sneakers were squeaking. <laughs> okay, big ball. Let's go. Damn the edge, next, man. I can't feel my face, dog. I really the weekend. <laughs> Damn the edge, Every blood I smoke lace, dog. I really be freaking. <laughs> hey, all right. Well, fuck it. Y'all niggas know what time it is. Hey, young world. It's your favorite cousin. It's the Running Trips Podcast. The most dangerous podcast in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tristan, Tristan, Tristan. What? No wells. More money, more murders. The best two man squad in the league. Running the train on podcasting. Bro, should I tell these folks about the what? About the brand, bitch. About the what? About the brand, bitch. Let me tell you, motherfucker, about the brand, bro. Come on, put them on. If you on. came here because you're still trying to figure out, are these two niggas as cool as they seem like in real life? I think we right here. I'm saying, what find out. Know? Come find out, bro. You try to try to touch it, nigga. Uh, voted best personality and most unpredictable, respectfully. Amen. And I let you choose who's who. It, it, it ain't too hard to tell. It's live. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>
If you came here because you want to hear from two niggas who still throw the diamond up when they hear through the wire, come on. It's the rock, you bastards. And it's sure for dessert. If you came here because you want to hear from one nigga who had the original copy from 2004 of College Dropout, come on, baby. and in 2009 his cousin sat on it getting dressed for a dummy mission in East Atlanta, come on, baby. yeah, come on, what nigga? But the original copy, nigga, but the with good. the brown cover on it. But the what, nigga? We uh we downloaded it to the Xbox, so we still had the tracks for that summer. <sighs> I will never forgive you for that shit, bro. <laughs> we had purple waves. Again, I will never forgive you for that shit. But if you came here because you want to hear from two niggas that will uplift these black queens and still sweet talk to these skeezers and hood rats. Amen. These jump offs and bodies. Yeah. These eaters. These skios. These thotties. I know them well. What, what else we... Uh, what else? Uh, Scallywags. The disrespectful thing we call females. Uh, sli- Hoes. Sliders. Sliders. Um... What else? What else? What else? Uh, Did you already say either? You came to the right motherfucking place. We are here to provide that high quality content and to really figure out is it Uchiwali or one mic? Or one mic. But in today's case, uh-huh. is it Grammy family or devil in a new dress? Come on. Y'all you know what the fuck going on. I am the brow bully, your part-time activist, part-time gang enthusiast, <laughs> aka Almighty Twy. A.K.A. Two-Tone Twy A.K.A. Two-Phone Twy <laughs> A.K.A. The Jared Letter of the Ghetto A.K.A. The Little Spoon Goon A.K.A. Twilito Escobar The One Man Menudo For my Spanish hoes out there Ponte de Rodillas y Levate Dos Manos huh. What do I mean, B? Shorty, get on your knees and lift your hands That's but y'all can we'll translate Yeah, man What's that a stone me? <laughs> What's that a stone me? But y'all can call me Westside Twy I'm one half of this dynamic duo and I'm here with the New Jersey Devil, the poster boy for black sociopaths, my cousin and confidant, the Farrakhan of marijuana, human PCP in the flesh. He's the reason you find the Femi Pen Durag on your BN's pillow. A legend in two games, tax fraud and what? Shoplifting. How you feel about that? I mean, better than last week. It's way, it's way better. I could, I mean. I'm more of a What the person you shoplift for yeah, That's true That's true I never shoplift from Black owned businesses Amen to that But he's still smoking dust But the black boy White folks can trust Lil Noel was popping With your dog Yo, What's going on With your dog What's going on With your dog It's your boy Low Key Noel A.K.A. Youth Passing Noel A.K.A. Loco Low Key A.K.A. Street Mickey A.K.A. Nazareth Noel Senior VP of Hood Rat Relation And all Hood Rat Related Inquiries What's happening in the office this week? Um, it's been a um, it, was, it was a really uneventful week uh, We got a few new hires We got some training going on right oh, you now You hear about Leroy? Uh, what's up? You hear about Leroy? Uh, put me on You know who his baby mama is? Yeah, uh-huh Brenda and Mark and Uh-huh What happened? You know he beat Shorty ass? What? <laughs> yeah, dog. Oh! Yeah, me and Lance had to lace that nigga in the parking lot, the red bro. flags was there. Yeah. Why oh, think Shorty's man. talking about child support? Oh, man. But you know me, dog. I just... I just one, she, yeah, one, one year out the other. I feel like... Nah, shit. I'm just yeah, saying. He, he wasn't curious why we beat up the new nigga? V, I just thought it was some hazing shit, dog. We really beat that nigga ass, I though. I know. I thought that nigga said some slick shit. <laughs> I ain't know it was personal. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but you know, I, I have a hard time differentiating between uh, personal and not personal ass whoopings. <laughs> Speaking of ass whoopings, it's the podcast version of two words. You um, get an ass whooping. 
That's a bar. You feel me? <laughs> uh, can you? Yeah. Uh-huh. If you could pick any two words that really represent your headspace right now, what would it be? Uh, two words that really uh, represent my headspace. Um, speed bump. Speed bump. Yeah. Elaborate. Right now, dog, a nigga was really going fast, flying high for a little bit. I may have misjudged a situation or two. <laughs> <laughs> I may have misjudged the height of the speed bump. You've been, you've been humbled? I've been humbled uh, by life and life's many shenanigans. So, uh, speed bump right now. Mine is run that. Ah. Those are my two words, run that. Uh-huh. Brand partnerships, run that. Okay. Increase assets, run that. Okay. Multiple income, run that. Mm, I'm with it. And if need be, botch robbery. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, look, I'll give you three chances, dog. Please don't make me use this, dog. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my nigga. But speaking Wait, of... Botch robbery normally means with a robbery that gets fucked up. What you mean? Like, if me and you was trying to rob a gas station and we didn't know that the gas station clerk had a burner under uh-huh. the counter... I thought botch robbery just meant somebody get laced. No, nah, that's like a. Um, <laughs> I thought it was when they fucked up mine. the robbery. No, you know, like, either way, I'm getting mine. Like, if I get popped while you run it away, and all I see is the whip drive it off as I'm crawling to the door. Yeah. Huh, maybe I need to go back to the drawboard, huh? Yeah, I don't want a botched. I'm a, if shit get messy, I understand. I'm getting but my shit. I'm not trying to be the one to, to get messy, you feel me? Speaking of getting messy, what are we doing around this time, dog? Uh, right now. We tell these motherfuckers what? Keep we they, tell all our male listeners to do what, bruh? To keep their greasy mitts to the motherfucking cells, man. Keep your motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self. Keep your motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self. No rapists! motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self. No rapists! motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self. Well, and last week we did it um like Wu-Tang. We should do it like L.A. now. L.A. Okay. Ooh. Um. Hey, blood. Uh, hey, blood. Listen to me, blood. Uh, keep your you keep your dirt, dirty, musty ass, filthy ass, crummy ass hands away from my bitches, blood. <laughs> listen here, blood. Shit, this shit ain't booming out here, blood. You trying you trying to rape shorty? You trying to rape her? Nah. You trying to rape her? Nah. You trying to rape shorty, dog? Failure to comply with at least two forms of consent with emphasis result in what, blood? Two motherfucker forms of ass whooping, blood. We, we, we bang, we bang. We really out here, blood. We bang, blood. We really out here, blood. What it, man? What's your version? I, I'm not gonna let me get jumped out of party, niggas. <laughs> Do this shit too. Hey, blood. I heard you out there from uh from all the hood rats, and then that you can't keep your motherfucking hands to yourself, blood. What, what, what else, blood? I heard you getting real handsy with the hoes, blood. That nigga out in Inglewood, blood. And nah, I think that nigga stay uh, right off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you about to get fucked up. I don't know nothing about that. I'm bleeping that. <laughs> Because I'm definitely not gonna get violated with your stupid ass. <laughs> I don't even know why you said that. I'm we supposed to we supposed to tell a nigga on Kaka Sumun, not Kaka Sumwen, huh? <laughs> Fuck is wrong with you? Look, just because it's demon time don't mean it's demon time for you. Failure to obtain two forms of consent with emphasis will result in what, bro? Also, it's a violation. Also, it's violation. Mm. Getting violated, you know, because you know, like yeah. Tupac always had John B. One of them, mm-hmm. keeping the LA film. Uh, 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 I'm get saying, it. how do you want it? How do you want it? Man? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, 
how we want it for you is not how you want it, my G. Yeah, I guarantee we have two separate ideas. Here at the Renaturism Podcast, we do not condone taking advantage of women physically under any circumstance. Can I get an update on the emotional advantageizations? Actually, shouts out to progress. Uh-huh. We have made some breakthroughs. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't get it approved in all departments, but we do will. we at least have a permit? We have an outline for a permit, which we use to get the permit. We have a we have an outline. Though. So you have parameters set. Yeah, yeah, to not take advantage of women emotionally. Mm-hmm. We just we got to get a constitution. Get that was the issue the last time. Right, we didn't have a constitution. No, last time was the signature. Yeah, exactly. So exactly what they huh? constitution and signature does the same thing. So I'm listening. Yeah, logistics, man. Logistics, logistics, uh, semantics, right? Semantics. Like, okay, we'll so, get it done. So within these parameters, what does that mean? We can't do what emotionally. Exactly, Mundo. We need guidelines. We need. No, rules. I'm asking you, what are the parameters? That's what we're trying to figure out. We have to think. But you together. say you're this parameters say. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you can put us in a bowling for real, dog. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck is going on. This nigga said exactly. <laughs> this is episode seventy-eight. Never let you down or never let me down, liar. Uh, Kanye West's version. Fun fact about Kanye West, he's a motherfucking liar. Oh, yeah. And in this episode, we'll be discussing how much of a liar he is. I wouldn't. Uh, While comparing 2004 Kanye to 2020 Kanye, we're going to talk about it. If you're a first-time listener, Reddit Treads is a safe haven for emotional, mental, plus spiritual growth and all the other kind of fuck shit. Protect your spiritual hairline. Stay away from these green ass niggas trying to run you astray. You feel me? Trying to stress you out. Mm-hmm. Trying to receive your shit, bro. Be well, bro. Get your spiritual Jamaican castor oil. <laughs> get it rubbed in. Get it rubbed in. And be careful when you cop your spiritual Jamaican castor yeah, oil because sure you're going to run into the wrong hut, nigga. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be wondering why your shit growing Medusa snakes. You feel Ooh. me? Don't do it to yourself, bro. Off. You shut it, bro. But we are getting into that um, running, uh, running Psalms. No, what you call it salves. Salves. Running salves where we have all natural remedies. Uh-huh. In the process of getting that going right now. What's the first remedy you want to come up with? I'd probably come up with some fucking uh, chest cold shit, like our own version of Vicks. Rub that shit on your chest, dog. Clear all that up. What is that? Like eucalyptus, nigga? I don't know. Uh, methyl, I thought. Mep- I could get some of that easy. <laughs> <laughs> you got the methyl plug? I, I got a homie on the west side. <laughs> and to our queens, don't sacrifice your spiritual edges for no nigga, unless it's one of us. Get your spiritual toothbrush, let the universe lay your edges down for you in peace, and whatever God or crystal you pray to, may he, <laughs> may, may they provide, you see I'm trying to work on my pronouns, may they provide everything that you need. I'm digging the, uh, the five print you put as hey, man. a little bow tie, dog, nice. And uh, it's a new month, so you want to provide us, what? what's today, what's uh, August's birth drunk? It is August, huh? Shout out to all the Leos and shit out there. Y'all lying assholes. <laughs> Except the ones I'm cool with. Shout out to y'all, look at the O's. Um, let's see. And fuck Leon's, bro. I've never met a good Leon no, since we're on the stuff. Sub- not one. Yeah. It's a paradox. Well, shout out to Lena Leon. What is a paradox? A paradox. Like, it's like a greenish yellow. Look like Ooh, a, uh, shit, okay. It's like a Mountain Dew. It's a little Mountain Dew diamond. A paradox. Remember, it's Peridot. Peridot? Yeah. Peridot. Peridot. What up? Hey, you're trying to get me a paradox. You hear me? Let's go. If you're listening for the first time, man, I really just appreciate you. Y'all could be doing anything else in the world, but we appreciate y'all. 
Especially surviving this pandemic. What up to the twi having the low heads, run a check, and run a motherfucking fade. Shout out to everybody that really been supporting us since day one. Uh, you know, folks in the last couple of weeks have been showing us crazy love. Yeah, shout outs. Hating us up personally, making posts about us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really showing us how much we've grown. And uh, I don't even know the word for it, bro. It's really like, I don't know, it's humbling to think where we started and what we're doing now. It is crazy. And how this thing is... Um, and how niggas really... Uh, really uh, respond to respond it. Respond to it for real. Like, for real. real. Like, you had niggas who's been around since uh, since episode one. Since the pilot episode ep- The pilot one. episode. Niggas who's been around... You like, know how long episode one was, bro? It was more than a year ago. No, I'm saying, you know how long in length? Pause. Like, an hour and, like, ten minutes. We were still trying to figure shit out. Yeah. And we didn't even finish episode one because I had to go to work. That's a fact, bro. That's a fact, man. Uh... We want to say shout out to y'all. You know, 2020 didn't go what we anticipated. Uh, but we will have things prepared for y'all in the future going forward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you love, if you love Tristan, support Tristan um, by liking, commenting, sharing on social media. Y'all know the drill. Drop us a little rating on the podcast app. Drop a little review. Jump that motherfucking algorithm. Tell your plug about your set. Talk to us nice, though. Come on, show love. You ain't doing nothing. You ain't got shit going on. What's a little quick share going to do? You feel me? You know, a little review going to do. See, oh, you're reviewing and liking all sorts of bullshit. I got a little update, though. What's up? What's up? International Trez. Huh? The podcast got a little more stamps on, the, on our passport. You feel me? Uh, what's new? What's new? We touched down in Denmark uh-huh. and the Bahamas. On oh, the word? Bahamas, yeah. You finally hit the Bahamas? Feel me? All the, After most of strategic planning? Bro, all the Bahama mamas and nigga don't drink. Ah. Finally out there, you feel me? Mm. Um, even that in itself is humbling, bro. So far, we've hit France, Canada, uh, uh, Ireland. Ireland some, you, somewhere in Africa. Just the United South Kingdom Africa's. in general. Germany. Mm. South Africa, Australia. Is New Zealand? Was on there? No, just, uh, we haven't touched there. Not yet, but Not yet. even just saying that two two greasy ass Haitian niggas be able to Uh-oh. have more. Shout out to the Russian bots. We have not touched base in Russia though. You sure? Mm-hmm. It's like Slovenia. Man, shout out to Canada though. Canada, Canada shows love. Shout out to y'all niggas. Big, big ups. Big up. Yo, come get your nigga Tori. We don't talk about that. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Uh, what up to the B Wars, Ed Wars, non POCs, and OGs that tap in every motherfucking Tuesday? Y'all know what it is. OPMs and OPPs. But I'd rather more PMs because I can't touch those OPPs. You can. You can. I cannot. Yes, I cannot. I, I will not. My man. See, they, yeah. hey, they I'm passing go. off my all the OPPs to you, dog. What well, we'll do all this OPP, dog? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, call, I don't got no cargo show. <laughs> Vibe check. What's going on, bro? What up, what up, man? Um, vibe check, vibe check. Um, I'm you know here, what you want to tell the folks. Yeah, I'm out here living, living... La Vida the, Loca. Living La Vida Loca, dog. Living in reckless abandonment. All caution to the wind. Is the date man, low man, over here. Mm-hmm. Um, you, don't have, you don't have the certain uh, enthusiasm you had last week. Uh, Is it because of the backlash you received from describing last week's date? I or it's because of certain information within this week's date that makes a lot of me. a lot of stuff that's fun is I don't personally receive backlash. My niggas receive backlash today for me of it. God damn, that's a motherfucker. A lot fact. of times, like if uh, I, even if you sent it, I wouldn't read it. So <laughs> a lot of times, I, I keep that's why you keep a solid nigga around you for me when you fucking up. That's a fact. That's but, a fact. Um, Talk about it though. Yeah, so you boy been going Tinder brazy. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Damn the address, nigga. Them right swipes. Uh, well, I know what the fuck is going on. I'm actually, uh, I'm you're actually in the, you're in the market. I'm not on the market. I'm actually like not on fuck shit. 
I want slight fuck shit. Fuck, fuck shit in what parameter? Because uh, you love that word so goddamn much. <laughs> because it's so vague, dog, that you could just say, like, oh, you, you, I was on fuck shit. Like, I was on some wild shit. But, um, not meaning, um, I'm just, uh, I'm just testing the waters, dog, dipping my toes in for real, for real. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not really taking it too serious. I'm really just testing the waters before I really take this shit serious. This is a practice run. It's a pregame. It's preseason right now. Yo, y'all want to like this over here all the time? <laughs> I need your water's head like this. I mean, this is just a couple of scrimmages. Hey, bro, empty out my power rate bottle, nigga. I'm taking this water home with me. And then plus... Um, it's alkaline water, though. Yeah, it's, the pH is cool. It's, I'm not going to say it's uh, Evian, but it's not Dasani. This this latest date, the pH was good? pH was decent, bro. You it was, sure? It was, in the, it was in the blues. Not blues? the yellows. It was in the blues. Okay. Um, lately, what I've been doing, like last week, like I've been sort of straying away from what I'm interested in my whole life and trying to sound a little different. Mm-hmm. So... For the first time in my life, I took somebody out who was Caucasian. Yakubian. Yakubian, dog. I see the Yakub. I'm not here. I Reezy just hit the brakes right now, dog. Just pulling his shit over. <laughs> a few motherfuckers will turn the podcast off over that bullshit. I know, dog. Don't worry, though. Your boy Sage before or after. But, um, nah, um. <laughs> <laughs> As motherfuckers, I think we serious, too. <laughs> Hey man, it's all jokes. We have no problem for yeah, white people. We right? really don't. Like for real, for real. It's just funny. You know what's the funniest part? What up? I'm gonna put Tyler Quali all behind me. <laughs> but yeah, play, yeah, play the black national anthem. But um, yeah, we went to this Italian spot, man. I kicked it with Shorty. Shorty was fun. Shorty was fun. Um, we joked a lot. We had a lot of similar interests music wise, which is kind of wild to me. Um. Oh, you tell me, show you like Isaiah Rashad and shit, right? Yeah, that was the wildest part. Yeah, we just talking about music and shit like that. And then I was, uh, she started it. She was like, yo, what was you listening to on the way here? And I was like, Frank Ocean. And Shorty said the same thing. And I said, oh shit, shout outs, shout outs to the power of Frank. Mm-hmm. And then, um, <laughs> the power of Frank, man. Yeah. Hey, before we even continue on this bit, on a big, big um, love, support, condolences for Frank Ocean and his family. You know what I mean? um, yesterday, his little brother was killed in a car accident, car, man. man. So, big rest in power to the big, young boy, big, 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 big RP for Ryan. That's some fucking wild shit. It really is. That's like, some, that's some heartbreaking that's some shit. heartbreaking, traumatic shit. Especially when you know how much that nigga loved his brother. Mm hmm. That shit, man, it's just... That shit blew me, bro. But um, tell me more about this this white dog. (laughs) 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 Nah, we're just playing, though. Matter of fact, if any any white woman... Or we can open up. Any white woman or man want to come on a podcast, it's an open invitation. We've yet to have a... a, No, we got one. Taylor. Uh, Taylor. 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 We got one. I'm talking about white woman. A white woman, yeah, we, yeah. we've yet to have one. We've yeah. had one white person on this podcast. This is 70, and when 70 I t- episodes in. 78 episodes in, we've had one. one white person, yeah. It's like the opposite of the president. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my boy Taylor, man. Big Crawford. Big Crawford, man. But, um, shout out to Black Lives Matter. Amen. Yoda. Um, Amen. As she, she should be. She wasn't bullshitting. Shorty's not, uh, she's born and raised, actually, from out here, from Atlanta, man. Um... Day was interesting, man. From the music taste and everything like that, we was actually joking. Um, you don't see it again? Probably not. Because it was a test run. You feel me? It was a test run. And I'm, I'm not wrong with that. I'm gonna keep it uh, all the way a hundo for sundo, man. You gonna keep trying this woman out like sneakers, right? 
this is a scrimmage, dog. I'm getting back into right. the swing of you're things. Pl- you're playing with. Them. I got. I got. Nah, yeah, my so attention. Scrimmage is what you play with. My, my attentions is always is to wear these women out like sneakers, and I don't want this one anymore. Nah, so it was never. It's like it's it's like red box. That's a better analogy than sneakers to me, because <laughs> you got to return the CD in, in pristine position. You feel me? <laughs> Can't believe, as, can't long as, you, as long as you bring her back unharmed, it's all good. And she's straight, but now I always keep my intentions clear. Like I'm like, yo, I'm not really. This is nothing serious. Where it goes, it goes how did they respond to that? Um, both times, I think they was feeling the same for real, for real. Mm-hmm. I think it just. I mean, literally, what? They, how did they respond to that? Like, what did they say? Shorty, um, first show they went on a date with. She said, but she basically parodied what I said. Uh, white girl was like, "Oh, you a player, huh? Some bullshit like that." But I'm like, nah, not at all. <laughs> yeah, but absolutely. I feel that, bro. Yeah, man. So uh, I got something lined up for. Uh, oh, you- hat trick uh, next Thursday. What's this one? Uh, oh, black. Black girl. Yeah, sure. Yeah, pick something. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna be very careful my reaction. This one more. This fault. This one falls more in line with your uh, uh, ideals. She's tall. How tall we talking about? Five uh, eleven. She looks a little familiar. No? We'll talk about that later. You remind me of a girl. If she looks a little familiar. We'll talk about that later. Uh, as far as myself, bro, <clears throat> um, my vibe check is a little more sinister mm-hmm. than usual. Sinister? Yeah. Um, I was thinking about how more desperate and hungry I am than Jay-Z. <laughs> uh-huh. Far more dangerous than he is in 2020. Okay. Because I was really thinking about, you know, that classic meme that, you know what I'm saying, like, what would you rather choose? 50 bands or dinner with hove, right? Uh-huh. And I started thinking to myself, if I pick the dinner with hove, what if that nigga don't like me? <laughs> and there's a chance the hove might not like you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want, it's supposed to be like a two-hour mm-hmm. dinner with hove and he walks when he's first seven minutes. I don't want to end up, like, trying to get out hove. Like, bro, you're not leaving yeah, here. You're not leaving. Fuck with you. You're not leaving the table to offer me a, a title deal for this podcast, dog. That's why you need a... Uh, you need like, a, Jigga, you're not going nowhere, bro. Jigga, stay in. Like, I don't want to have to get pepper sprayed or shot by security <laughs> or some shit. Don't go nowhere. Like, really thinking about it. Bro. You ever thought about that? Like... Uh, I would definitely need a mediator. It can't just be you know me. I'm saying? You ever been frightened by how desperate you can be? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. Well, not frightened. More just surprised. Like surprised by it, like yeah. disturbed by it. Because when I started thinking about it, it, it was very disturbing to think what I would do to Hove if he rejected me. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, like, but don't, don't walk away from me. Don't walk away from me. Like, like, I'm a desperate stupid. man, bro. The Hove, don't. Why you, Hove, why you standing up, man? I need a, I, I need a deal, bro. Hove, you fucking see me in front of you. I came to you, tell you to talk to you, nigga. Listen nigga. to me, bro. Nigga to nigga. Maybe you'll get it. I'll go to the bathroom and come back. Maybe you... It's my fault, right? But if I go to the bathroom and come back like, like Godfather, <laughs> if you if you smell me, dog. Now, I don't want to do Jake, it. If I, I go to the bathroom, you still going to be here like him? <laughs> you imagine going to the bathroom come back? Oh, my God. And you're like, yo. Where we at? And no, the rest of the night, you're over here trying to find Hove? That's a movie we, script. I will find that nigga, <laughs> That's dog. a movie script. But, but yeah. for real, like, as much as I love Hove, dog, I'm a desperate, hungry, and, and, and dangerous man, bro. mm yeah, be. I'd, uh, and I tell me Hov would understand that. He wouldn't? I don't think he would. Maybe he would. That's why Hov ain't been hungry since 96, bro. 95, bro. That's why you need a mediator, dog. You can't just you can't just meet Hov cold turkey, dog. You need somebody to, hey, man, this is my man. Side, mm-hmm. side, side. 
I feel like if Hov got But it's not a mediator. The, the meme is literally 50 racks. And dinner with Hov? Or dinner with Hov. And I pick the dinner with Hov, but if Hov don't like me and walk away in the first five minutes. No, Hov, you gonna finish this dinner at like, least. Oh, it's, I said dinner with Hov. Hey, yeah. I ain't say, appetiz- <laughs> say appetizers with Hov. So dinner with fucking Hov. Hey, we eat this shit to dessert. Chicken palm, nigga. <laughs> with the eggplant, nigga. What the fuck yeah, you talking yeah, about, nigga. bro? We eat this shit to dessert, nigga. Yeah, right here, nigga. And I'm gonna finish this bottle. <laughs> And tell Tata to put that mace away, dog. Yeah, I'm mean, still my first time getting mace, nigga. You think I won't go base for base with a nigga, dog? <laughs> you think you the only nigga about base in the room? <laughs> Tata, I think you the only nigga here with base. Hey, try to out pepper spray niggas crazy, dog. Yeah, I got everybody in our room can't see, nigga. Yeah, my shit go 15 yards, motherfucker. <laughs> if you could have dinner with one nigga, who would it be outside of camera? Probably, uh, oh, damn. Dinner with somebody outside of camera? Mm hmm. I want to say Jimmy, but that'll be a waste. So um, Jimmy Jones, yeah. Why you say that's a waste? Because I feel like it'll be the same as having dinner with Cameron, for real, for real. Okay. So I want to waste that. that. Um, dinner with anybody, probably a uh, big boy from uh, Maca. Mm-hmm. How come? I feel like he would be easier to kick it with than three stacks, but he'll still have all that three stacks energy. Easier to kick it in three like, stacks. Yeah. What you mean? Like I feel like I could go to like. I could go to Big Boy Crib, you know, and not feel like I have to be a certain type of way. Like if I don't, I don't feel like I like three stacks to say, "Yo, bro, stay right here, tell me what you think," and he pull out a flute, and then I gotta tell him what I think about the flute and shit like that. He's asking you to river dance or something. <laughs> yeah, I won't do none of that. Plus, I feel like uh, Big Boy would be, you know, like I still get all that outcast energy, but it's somebody I could kick it with. So because a nigga played a flute, you don't. There's more shit than that, dog. <laughs> A man played a double flu. I don't see what the issue is. I'm not really trying to kick it out of these. I feel like um, I want to have as much fun. You know where that nigga from, right? I know where he's from. But who cares where he's from? It's where he's at now. Uh, hey, that's on brand for this podcast, though. But y'all niggas know what time it is. It's Tris Set. Tris Set. Y'all niggas know what it is. We the bad boys of this podcast shit. You know what I'm saying? Flexing with emphasis. You know what I'm saying? Emphasis. You know what I'm saying? Back when we in high school, you know, feel me? Coming in and out the classes. Woo-banging on niggas. You feel me? Coming in, you know what I'm saying, dog? It's really nothing. Shorties out here singing crime mobs, stilettos, pumps. <laughs> In the club, me and my nigga over here doing the cannon playing shit. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. eight times stomping and shit. Over here having a who got a longer dicky sukata. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the dicky suit. Yeah, man. What color was your dicky suit? Man? Always khaki, khaki with white forces. Gotta go green, dog. You had the green dicky suit. Gotta go with the green dicky mm-hmm. suit. Y'all niggas know what time it is, but you know what I'm saying. Well, hold on, there's a fragrance in the room. Hold on, there's a certain fragrance in the room. You smell that? You got to quote the Tris, man? Indeed, I do. What's going on? Um, it's not really more of a quote to Tris, man. It's more of a more definitive statement. A conversation of Tris, if you will, between um, two of my main niggas. A conversation of Tris, That's kind of like the inside of inside inside the actor studio. A conversation of Tris, man. I like that, man. That's a very more theatrical train, you feel me? Uh, a quote of Tris by is more of a shot. Um, a conversation of Tris by is more of a whiskey. Conversation of Tris by is like, has more stage value to it. More, more whiskey with the little, with the round ice cube with in the it. big joints too. Yeah, you, you know how, we know how we probably. Yeah. yeah, so this is for, this is a shared conversation between uh, my nigga Twy and my nigga Rip. Oh, fuck. Uh, you know the song Making Her Feel Good is about, is <laughs> you know the song Making Her Feel Good is about getting figured, right? I'll let you guess what it is. Response. 
I thought it was about treating her right. Response to that, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> you you full of the blank on who said what between Twy and Rip. Go keep the episode. I'm still trying to find the answer to that. What's the difference? Make her, make her feel good, treat her right. And finger shorty. I still don't understand. Explain that to a 14 year old nigga. Is finger her considered treating her right? I, I, I don't see. I don't see the correlation, B. Handle with care, my nigga. There's a fragile stick on there. Especially 14. I'm just. I don't know what these figures is doing. All right. <laughs> and on that note, I am bleeping all of that. Uh, <laughs> we getting on to the running words of encouragement. Wild nigga, dog. Something seriously wrong with you, man. Was that wild of an intro? What up to all of the niggas and bitches checking in every Tuesday to catch a vibe with two college dropouts who are learning to cope with life in healthier ways but still want to be dripped down in Louis Vuitton. Head to toe in the most lavish of French fashion with a shaved head, blonde, big booty John on their arm. Living out their beautiful, dark, twisted fantasies. The Running Triz Podcast. No cut. No filler. Just two cousins, giving you your fix. Fronting you a sack to make it through the week. Consistently week after week, after week after week, after week after motherfucking week. You are a fiend, and you are appreciated. This week, Trisset has requested I speak on the importance of staying down to earth. Look slime. The most valuable possession a nigga can have is a secure sense of self. Knowing who you are not is as, and at times, more crucially important than knowing who you are as a person. One of the easiest methods of staying connected to your true self is staying connected to what shaped you as a human being. Real niggas do real things. Whether that be mentally, emotionally, spiritually or physically. Home is where the heart's at, but also, home is where you first found fascination, inspiration, and opinion of what it means to be a person. Maturity will guide you in stripping what you know, from what is toxic, but only a fool completely abandons their own morals for personal gain. Without an anchor, I can promise, you will drift far from what is recognizable. Staying down to earth is more than a turn of phrase. But think about what this means literally. Think of reality as a form of gravity. And your ego is hot air. You have to acknowledge what is really going on. Regardless if it serves your ego, and makes you feel good. This is what Trisset calls real shit. Protect your neck because they are lurking. Who is they you may ask? They are the ones who refuse to acknowledge real shit, and operate in their own terms. They fill their own insecurities with fame and money. Disguise their shortcomings with talent. Fix their hairlines. And shoot Meg the motherfucking stallion. Stay away from these ones. Stay alert, and stay dangerous. And most importantly, never bet against the set. Running Triz is a form of community service, and will continue to serve faithfully, so please support Triz Set, as we provide that high-quality content you expect each week. Get better in tune with your infinite with the Running Triz podcast. Now, here comes the drop. 
got to run trips with us one time. Right? No. I can't fuck with you. But you look at you know, you can catch us. Say Tris name. Tris name. Tris name. We run Tris name. Tris name. Tris Nathaniel to you. Podcast, we doing well, bro. Uh, big RIPs, big RIPs for those who no longer what no uh, those who are no longer with us, those who have influenced this black culture, this rap culture, this beautiful thing called hip hop. My cousin Lone the Well about to bust off one of them things for the one time. What you got planned? Bye. Get up. <laughs> Today we are showing love to Christopher Wong Wong. Who? Christopher Wong Wan, or as he's known in the hip hop community, Two Lives Crew's own Fresh Kid Ice. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, born in Trinidad and Tobago, a man's family was of Trinidadian Chinese ancestry, but both his grand, but both his grandmothers were of African ancestry. So my man have Chinese, have African, have Trinidadian. So that's kind of like uh, have Japanese, have Haitian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Uh, at the age of 12, my man uh, Wang Wan and his family came from Trinidad to the United States, settling in Brooklyn. My man graduated from Samuel Tilden High School in Brooklyn, and then uh, he joined the Air Force. While he was in the Air Force, my man started getting recognition as a rapper. And when stationed in California, he met uh, Yuri Velo and David Hobbs, to whom he would form Two Live Crew. Early Two Live Crew gained significant traction in uh, Florida. And so much so that uh, Luther Campbell, who was a uh, Miami-based <laughs> concert promoter, said, Go, come out here and do a show. After achieving a whole bunch of success, uh, Fresh Kid I say, You know what? I think I'm going to live out here. So um, afterwards, Luther convinced Two Life Crew to join a record label, a joint venture start uh, called Luke Skywalker Records. And then Luther joined as a producer, artist, and hate man. And that's like the most common... Um, our iteration of Two Life Crew that we know. Most uh, controversial, too. Yeah, yoda, yoda, yoda. <laughs> so I'm not even going to mention none of the controversial stuff that they've been through. Everybody knows about the, the court cases and, all that and stuff like that. Because we, we, this will be like the, the third or fourth time we've talked about Two Life Crew. It don't matter, dog. History is history. That is true. Especially when it's Floridian history, man. <laughs> that is true. Uh, 1986, Two Life Crew released the single Throw the D with Ghetto Bass on the B side. Uh, Juan Juan contributed lyrics and then he rapped on both tracks. That track right there is considered the blueprint of how Miami-based songs is written and produced. With Two Live Crew, my man dropped a total of like eight studio albums. As a solo act, he dropped a total of four studio albums. My man um, passed away in Miami at the age of 53 after experiencing acute respiratory failure and shock. They said he died from cirrhosis of the liver. Damn. So a big rest in peace to Fresh Kid Ice, Two Live Crew. So I'm on the timeline, right? <clears throat> I keep seeing a certain trend. Yeah. Where it's like, shorties will have a caption mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I, I thought a fuck nigga said something. You seen that? I seen that shit too. And if I did. Yeah, if I did. So, so, what so, you gonna do? Yeah. Fuck nigga fuck? did say something. What's up? What's up? Now what? 
<laughs> like for real, like what the fuck? Where we at now? Okay, yeah, yeah. Fuck nigga, this say so. Like what's up? Fuck transition. Shout outs. First shout out goes to Issa Rae and Jordan Peele. Shout out to these black filmmakers for linking up. They're about to dive into the world of sci-fi. Okay. They are going to be working on a film called Sinkhole. It's about a young family that moves into the dream home despite a big sinkhole in the back. The sinkhole supposed to have like. Uh, supernatural elements to it mm-hmm. and being able to fix broken or destroyed things. But the story will entail what happens when one of those things is a human being. Oh. And it's supposed to be like a uh, a uh, examination of female identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my man are both available for speaker parts. Absolutely. I'll play the sinkhole, nigga. I'll fuck. <laughs> I don't care. But one thing I'm going to ask you, what would you want the sinkhole to fix in your life huh. if given the opportunity? Me personally, uh, a new back and some fresh knees. Uh, if we talking physicals, yeah, I could definitely use some new knees, dog. My shit's a little off. Yeah, for sure. A new back, new shoulders while you at it, man. Nigga tired, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> yeah. Be, yeah. Be, uh, I, I don't even need new. Just refortify yeah, my shit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Refortify my shit, for uh, sure. Actually, uh, if we talking, um, if we talking mentals, mm-hmm. uh, you know, throw a little... Uh, a little, uh, a few more points in uh, IQ, and uh, I'm going with my IQ and indiscretion. I'm sorry, a few more points in what? Indiscretion, dog. I need to. So you want the sinkhole to build up your character? Yeah, it's, it's not a therapist, my nigga. It's a sinkhole. A, it's a, that's what I said. I said if we talking physicals, this if we talking mentals. Fuck it, make me a Jedi, bro. Uh, Give me Jedi powers, bro. Let's yeah. see, how, see how quickly I turned to the dark side. <laughs> I came out the dark side, <laughs> yeah, nigga. <laughs> I went in. Yeah, for real. Or. Uh, I want to see if the sinkhole can bless my bank account. Amen. Hey, I don't know if I would want let extra points. Let me throw my Chase account in there, dog. <laughs> bless a nigga, dog. Imagine throwing your uh, your bank number, your Ronnie yeah, number yeah, to a sinkhole. <laughs> <laughs> pray for James. <laughs> and then you get a lawyer on your phone. You negative $40,000. Fucking idiot. Yo, yo, the sinkhole, I'll drown myself in you, nigga. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Help me out. Next shout out goes to Beyonce. Uh-huh. Beyonce and her team, Parkwood Entertainment, released a visual album for Lion King called Black Is King on Disney+. Plus. Have you seen it? Mm. I watched it, and I thought it was miraculous. Mm. I thought it was gorgeous. I thought it was magnificent. I thought it was really... Uh, I thought it was shot really well. And I'm already starting to see think pieces saying that Beyonce is irresponsible. Irresponsible? Yeah. Because... Claiming that she's using... Um, Africa as an aesthetic and glorifying pre-colonial times, pre-colonial times in Africa, and like repurposing it as pure royalty, like the reality of what's going on doesn't exist or whatever, right? And without even saying what I think about those criticisms, all I'm gonna say is, when I was legit, and I feel like you can attest to that too. Okay. When we were really, really, really young, one of my favorite movies of all time was Moonwalker. Oh, yeah. By Michael Jackson. Uh Uh-huh. And I want to say, I can confirm, this is before I saw Star Wars. This is before I saw Back to the Future. This is before I saw anything else that had to do with sci-fi anything. My first experience with sci-fi was Mm -hmm. Moonwalker by Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. That shit left me in awe, and I feel like it played a big influence on my creative outlook on shit. Okay. Because even when you think about the movie, you get like... I don't know about you, but I still get like a certain feeling of awe. Cause I remember when I watched it, that was the coolest thing on earth. I, I and I remember that. we went to Nidra's crib and they had the Super Nintendo and they had the game for it, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then I started thinking about getting older. I was a Spider-Man ass nigga. And you was. Who was your go-to? Uh, probably Iron Man. Both y'all cool me in, right? Yeah. Until I was about, what, six, seven, eight years old. On a late night, I turned on HBO and I saw Spawn for the first time. Yeah. And I thought Spawn was the coolest nigga on earth. There was nothing you could tell me about any other superhero. Spawn was the go-to. Why? Yeah. Nigga was black. Nigga was black. And I feel like that is the point that a lot of motherfuckers are missing. You know, when you... I didn't... Like, we didn't have a Black Is King. Mm-mm. We didn't have um, a Black Panther. We didn't have... We had a Black Power Ranger. We had a Black Power Ranger with a fucked up hairline. <laughs> and we had Robert Townsend as yeah. Meteor Man. And yeah. we had uh, Damian Wayans as Blank Man. Yeah. And that was it. We didn't have the blackest king. We didn't have any of the things that's happening now as far as representation go. Most African we got was Lion King. Shit, nigga, the most African we had was, uh, um, what's my man named? Lamont. I'm reading Rainbow. Oh, shit. Lamont. I know his first name, Lamont. I can't remember. What I'm trying to say is at the end of the day, we all must agree that black is beautiful. Yeah. And we must give the next generation something to believe in. And the same way that Spawn and Moonwalker had a big influence on me as a child. Lamar Burton. Lamar Burton, right. And Lamar Burton had a big influence. LeVar? Yeah. Who the fuck is Lamont? I don't know. We'll figure that out later. (laughs) But as much as these figures had a big influence on me and my nigga, we were 29 years old. Imagine in 20 years what kids will be saying first time they watch it Black is King. So... You know, for the time being, think outside of yourself and think about the greater good. That's all I got to say about that. Representation is is, is, is real, man. And speaking of representation, we want to send a big shout out for the strong black lead team working at Netflix. Big deal came through. Seven black sitcoms are hitting Netflix. Moesha, sister, sister, girlfriends, the Parkers, half and half and one on one. And niggas have been binge watching Moesha all motherfucking weekend. And again, I'm seeing think pieces and shit being re- written up about a show that's mm. th- damn near 20 years old yeah. or 25 years old. Um, is there any show that you wish you would, would hit Netflix um, for my childhood? And shout out to all these shows being female centric. Mm. Uh, probably Fresh Prince. I don't know if the Fresh Prince is on. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's just not on American Netflix. Okay. If that's some fuck shit. Fresh Prince and Martin, probably my two go tos. I've thrown Wayne Brothers in there. Wayne's Brothers, Living Single. That was a good. I love singles on Hulu. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Okay. Oh, that would. Yeah, you do, nigga. But you just never utilize it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you say, oh, well, fuck. I added the HBO package for us, man. Fuck this nigga. <laughs> Next shout out, Master P, a real No Limit soldier. He has nah, a nah, nah, nah. he has a five part documentary running on BET called No Limit Chronicles, detailing his rise as a mogul. On the legendary label of Sea Murder, Silk the Shocker, and Mystical. This nigga was a true mastermind. The ice cream man turned down a $1 million deal from Jimmy Iovine to stay independent. Just to flip CDs out of his trunk and turn into an empire worth... Uh, can't even tell you how many monies. What are your thoughts on Master P in hindsight because we grew up mm-hmm. and we didn't know what was happening at the time because we were so young but we always saw Master P he was doing his motherfucking thing so in hindsight what do you have to say about Master P bro? Master P was somebody who, saw, who played the long game man he saw the long vision 
He knew his brand. He knew what he could do with it. And he knew it was a lot more worth than a million dollars. And he branded out. He didn't just stay with um. He didn't just stay with rap. My man found multiple streams of income and built a brand and built a motherfucking brand. Put a thumb in that, listeners. We're gonna be talking about building brands a little bit. Recently, Snoop, who was signed to No Limit after after leaving Death Row, Death Row, he did an interview with the Breakfast Club saying that Masterpiece saved his life. He said that he was gonna put out an album called Fuck Death Row <laughs> <laughs> because Mac Ten was willing to give a million dollars for it. In his words, he was going up to see Mac Ten, who was running, um, who banging records, uh-huh. and <clears throat> in order to get to his office, you have to pass by No Limit. So one day he went up there, Mystical was there, after a studio session, Master P asked Snoop how much he wanted for his work. Mm-hmm. Snoop said 15. Snoop came out the next day, Master P wrote him a check for 35000 Yep. Uh, so Snoop was like, in his words, so I'm like, oh, I like this nigga's style. <laughs> he called me to his office and he was like, what you working on? And he said, I got this album called Fuck Death Row. This motherfucker hard. Snoop said that uh, P closed the door to his office and warned Snoop, you ain't gonna live to see that album out. <laughs> <laughs> if a nigga said it to me, I don't think that nigga's gonna kill me. <laughs> and then Snoop reconsidered, shelved the album that, you know, he came out with, uh, what was the first one he did with No Limit? Was it The Dogfather? Nah, um, Game Not Sold, Not Told, mm-hmm. and then he did... Yeah, cause he dropped the movie. No, cause Dogfather was the last one he did on Death Row. Mm-hmm. And then he did No Limit Top Dog, and then he did I can't remember the last one. Whichever one had no uh, Layla on it, mm-hmm. but I just think that's incredible. Um, if you know anything about Master P, even if you don't know that nigga's a gangster for real, yeah. And it just goes to show that the South has a reputation for being harmonious, quote unquote, and not being involved in a lot of beefs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really uh, very interesting to hear that extent like he didn't have to do that personally didn't have to say anything yeah he could have just paid a nigga for whatever and he, should, he could have gave him that 15 and that would have been the end of it yeah cause there's a lot of other <clears throat> don't say who it is but a nigga would have paid him for the record put it out and if the nigga got killed whatever happens happens <laughs> am I a lie? you're not lying so that's what I'm saying so big shout out to Master P because that's some real nigga shit um, especially considering that time if Snoop was like 17, 18 in 1992, 1993 nigga was only like 24 when he left Death Row Death Row, right? Yep yeah. he was still young about to drop fuck Death Row you know you're 24, dog that <laughs> nigga nigga gonna fuck that's a fact Reckless. next shout out Telfar Clemens black fashion designer from Brooklyn you've heard of Telfar? yeah being a Liberian, being of Liberian descent, this nigga is moving things. In 2005, he started his fashion brand, Telfar, and his designer bags are being considered the new it item on the timeline. Mm-hmm. I, I keep see seeing shorties out here, niggas too, tweeting about Telfar bags, selling niggas out quick already, and shit after restocking mm-hmm. and whatnot. Niggas already got Telfar rump bags for Bud. I'm not even joking. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I saw a nigga uh, carrying a pistol on one. <laughs> <laughs> you know I gotta support that <laughs> um, And big shout out to Telfar He had to shut down the store Because resellers and bots Were abusing his system mm. So he was like I'm not gonna let these Fuck ass niggas Come up I want my people to have What he's making for his people And as much as those um, Hermes bags And the Birkin bags Are highly covered and whatnot It's really good to see A black designer Getting as much love And um, you know what I'm saying 
I'm of uh, uh, you know, I'm a son of an immigrant, and if you if you want to show an immigrant the immigrant love, you want to slap me a back for my show, you yeah, yeah, yeah. much appreciate it. Um, for this next shout out, I just want to be transparent and say it's been a real, 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 real slow week. So I did the best I could. So next shout out goes to Tiger. Uh-huh. Tigger has partnered with uh, Grubhub. Doing what exactly? Uh, he's selling baked chicken bites called Tiger Bites. They're going to be available in 30 major U.S. markets. How, wait, and are free, have free delivery if you order over $15. Where, where, where are the Tiger Bites coming from? I don't fucking know. What is a Tiger Bite? <laughs> you think you have a chicken plug? I'm saying like I would know like yo if I'm on Grubhub I like boom I I'll be in Popeyes I'm getting Popeyes for Popeyes right <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where are these tiger bites coming from you feel me like, they come they come from Grubhub nigga we got a cooler in the back nigga <laughs> we got a cooler and we're gonna put it in the microwave and we're gonna bring it to you what if they bring it so you bring it to be frozen if you throw a bag a frozen bag of tiger bites on my shit man hopefully he's donating the proceeds to HIV awareness <laughs> that's all I gotta say I don't you got prep for that. You think he got four pet boys? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. A new hairline, at least 50. Probably Having more. HIV is very expensive, man. But I'm saying you can afford it. I'm pretty sure Tiger has, uh, he has prep. Uh, but I mean, as much as long as he has HIV, I think he probably blew through his money already. Especially if he's doing this shit. I'm pretty sure Tiger will have no problem. Like, yo, let me be the face of prep. I'll be the face of the brand. But he's, not, he's, not, that he's not doing that. He's the face of Tiger Bites. Which is the next step to become the face of prep. You, you think he's sh- selling this to support his HIV medication? I, I hope so. If he has HIV. Come on, bro. We both know he has HIV. <laughs> but don't put we both. We both Go not get episode start. 70, dog. I, I remember when you said that I got HIV. Don't yeah. talk girl. If I was a rapper and Tiger died from AIDS. <laughs> 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 I would move a little different. Tiger? First nigga, first nigga I thought of I could die from AIDS, bro. What more do you need? <laughs> Next shout out. Next shout out goes to the American people. A change.org petition. A change.org. A change.org petition was created after Meg Thee Stallion's IG live session where she's uh, talking about her getting shot in the foot twice. Mm-hmm. And niggas are demanding that Tory Lanez be. Put to death? No. Okay. Deported back to Canada. Oh, yeah. There's already 19,000 signatures. Yeah, send that nigga back, man. We don't need that criminal element out here. <laughs> Shoot our queens and shit. In the words of Nori. Hell nah, I ain't accept no collect call. I ain't allowed to associate with convicted 50 Dillons anyway. Anyway, dog. And in the words of 50 Cent for Power, whatever he say, he did that shit. He guilty as fuck. He guilty as fuck, dog. Send that nigga back, man. Yes, they, they sent Slick Rick back for less. But send that nigga back. For less, he did the exact same thing. No, Slick Rick killed a nigga. Who cares? Niggas die every day, B. This nigga shot out of Queen's feet. That's a wild shit, though. <laughs> I still can't wrap my mind around that, bro. For what? This nigga shot Meg the Stallion, bro. For what? You don't get no Why points off that. Why don't you yourself? If you want to use a pistol so goddamn bad. Bro, you don't get no points off that, B. What you thought was going to happen? Like, bro, yo. He shot Meg the Stallion, dog. In both feet. Nigga, that's like I don't understand, bro. I honestly can't even like. I can't wrap my head. Th- there is no parallel in, in rap history where a nigga shooting a shorty's both feet. Like I, I can't think of no situation. Not even an unfamous shorty. 
Not one of the hottest rappers in the game, bro. Oh my god. <sighs> well, this is what career suicide look like. Man, I just got mad. Let me, <laughs> let me get back to these shout outs. Next shout out goes to G Herbo. After being diagnosed with PTSD, he wants to normalize therapy for those who are suffering just like him. Mm-hmm. So he started his Swerve Through Stress Mental Health Initiative, which will be a 12-week course or 12 weeks of free therapy for 150 black youths. That's amazing, man. That's uh, honestly. That's amazing. Yeah, honestly. Shout out to G Herbo for real, for real. That's some big shit. Um, this next one, I'm not really a shout out, but more of like an acknowledgement and a... Show of recognition. Uh-huh. What's up? Wale. His More About Nothing mixtape turned 10 years old today. Oh, shout outs. That's a shout out. We're going to get to the other part. Uh-huh. Um, more About Nothing, bro. We have Ambitious Girl, The Problem, The Cloud. Uh-huh. The Competition. That Cuddy track, I think it was. The Work. The Work. That uh, was the a- Posse Cut. First time I heard mm-hmm. Fat Trail. Um, the Eye of the Tiger Joint. That's a good piece the of number work. number one. It's an amazing album. All right, it's an amazing mixtape. And he had the fours on the cover that, I think. Right, 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 right. So I'm going to ask you, Wale's career, right? hmm He recently sent out some tweets saying how he feel like he failed again after being snubbed by the VMAs. And he's saying how he shouldn't be disappointed, but he is type shit, right? hmm And just last month, he was talking about how he feels like he's blackballed from the industry and whatnot. He was talking about how his management ain't pulling the weight that he feels like they should be trying to make him succeed in today's climate and whatnot, right? Mm. So, given that this week marks 10 years of a very important mixtape and it's come up, after 10 years in the game, how do we get here with Wale? Especially considering the class of artists he came out with. I don't know. Probably, um, Are we talking about Kid Cudi, mm-hmm. Drake, Currency? Wiz was in that era. Uh, Big Sean was in that era. Now K Dot came after, bro. K Dot was came up like twenty thousand. So J Cole, J Cole was in that in mm-hmm. that stew of artists coming up. How did how did Wale get where he's at now compared to his uh, his counterparts? I think it's mostly because of the work, unfortunately. But when, the work is good. The some of the work is good. When A lot work, of the work is good. He hits way more than he misses. I don't. I don't know. If we're talking about mixing, have, you, have yeah. you been listening, or I have you not been? Because of I've Wale, peeped, you haven't. No, I peeped every Wale project, man. Okay. Um, attention deficit was a hit. Ambition, I wasn't feeling. The gift that I wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling a Wale album until. Was it not you wasn't feeling it, or was it bad music? Because there's a difference. Yeah. Like even though ambition wasn't for me, I could see how it was very good for the, who he was trying to get to. I guess I just wasn't feeling it, man. The same and, way, like motherfuckers hate that. Uh, Lady Gaga track off a of attention deficit, but I love that song. I, th- I thought that track was dope. Yeah, but a lot of motherfuckers hate that song. So that's what I'm saying. Like, is it is it not good because you're not feeling it, or is it really not good music? If I'm not feeling it, I don't think it's good music for real, for real. Ah, so you gotta separate yourself between being objective and subjective. Mm, that's true, but it just didn't sound good to me. I didn't find it appealing, and I couldn't see who would find it appealing for those two Johns. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until um, the album about nothing that I started. I like okay, that was really good. That was really good, and I fucked with Shine, and I fucked with the last album he just dropped. Um, mm-hmm. And well, don't forget the mixtapes in between. I just feel like it's a body of work, and then it's a um, maybe it's his uh, his ex- as a accessibility. While he doesn't while he doesn't make himself too accessible, man, he's more of a a rant type guy. You feel me? Like he's more to go off on certain rants and certain tangents, but he's not the type to be. Well, he's not too different from a lot of niggas. 
I think niggas is a lot more approachable. Really? Mm-hmm. I think niggas are a lot more approachable than Wale. Like a lot of rappers, like just about everybody we mentioned in his thing, like we talked about Cuddy, J. Cole, and all those niggas. Mm-hmm. I think like they're just the, their overall branding is a lot more approachable than Wale's branding. So that brand word I was talking about, brand, as somebody as, as talented as Wale is, someone who's a true African artist, someone mm-hmm. who's embraced many of styles. Someone that's um, incorporated poetry into his art. Someone that has a certain skill set and a persona and an imagery when it comes to him. And he's a fly nigga. Nigga know how to get off a fit. Definitely. How come he don't have his own brand? Why is Wale not the the head of a label or some shit? Like, Drake has OVO. I think... J. Cole has uh, Dreamville, which is a certain aesthetic Mm -hmm. evolved into it. If anybody with all these, especially, you know what kind of artists I'm talking about nowadays... Mm -hmm. Why doesn't Wale have his own account? I do not know. I do not know. He stopped. Um, he should have did what Meek did because they were both running with MMG. Mm-hmm. But Meek lets you know what it was about. He's MMG, but he's also Dream Chasers. Yeah. And he and he he he, um, he had a whole crop of niggas under him that was associated with him that eventually got their own names. Rest in peace, right. Snoop. Even coming up, you know, the Wale brand was like it was more Seinfeld based and. Um, more that backpack rap type of stuff, mm-hmm. but it was still a brand. You feel me? You, you yes, saw he's some... always been good at branding, exactly. But after he joined MMG, it sort of went to the wayside. Like I don't, I really don't know what happened with him promoting himself. It's like I don't know. It's like he lost a bit of himself. I want to say, man, because the the uh... he on MMG almost ten years ago, no? I know. Around the same time the fall off began. You think it was a fall off? I think it was a fall off because. Uh, I can't think of. I feel like it was more of a miss, uh, a redirection and a fall off. Which was weird because when it came to MM, when it came to MMG projects, mm-hmm. I always thought that Wale went off. And even if the fallout that you're saying about, he bounced right back because I know what you're talking about. That kind of like, okay, what is he doing? Mm-hmm. I think the tats on my arm joint. Yeah, but he came out with all the firebomb. And that was an head. amazing song. Right. And he came out with a whole bunch of amazing songs. Right, he did. I don't understand it. Uh, I really don't get it. Like, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older in age compared to when I was rapping when I was 20, 21 years old. Now that I'm 29. I look at an artist like Wale, and there's so much you can do with a nigga like that. I think so. There's so many markets you can tap into. There's so many so lanes that can be utilized, bro. Yeah, for real, for real. Even just alone off him being African, bro. I don't, I don't understand. And even the music reflects that. I could literally hear him. You can hear it. You can and hear he has it. a very... Niggas one, niggas versatile. Versatile. He is he is able to do more than a few things. And him rapping over African style beats is in a new flavor. That my man's really been doing that job for a minute now. Yeah, he's new to this, not true to this type of yeah. shit. I don't know. No, reverse, reverse. He's true to this, not new to this. I said what I said. <laughs> I said what I said. Well, big shout out to Wale, bro. You got some day one. Uh, I can't say day one. Probably day three. Day three first. Been fucking with you since what two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. Um. The first time I heard Wale was Nike Boots. Nike Boots. So was that 2009? 2009, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But speaking of music, a few joints and drop. The Great Ape drop, straight drop. Oh, you get that? Straight drop. <laughs> Germ dropped the High Jinx tape. RJ, Mr. LA dropped Let Me Talk My Shit. 38 Special dropped Six Shots. The Ghost of Soldier Boy dropped King <laughs> Soldier Nine. Why you laughing? I don't see what's funny. No, no, no. The Ghost of Soldier Boy dropped. <laughs> King Soldier 9, City Morgue dropped Toxic Boogaloo. Who? City Morgue. That's a dope name. J Balvin dropped Summer Love. Sleepy Hollow dropped The Black House. This is definitely my favorite title of 2020 so far. Big Baby Scumbag dropped www.flexedupshawty.com. 
Big Air Horn for that. That's an incredible title. Yo, that. Shoreline Mafia dropped Mafia Business. E40 dropped the Curb Commentator Channel 2. Killer Calion and Slim Thug dropped Down in Texas. Dominique Fike or Fike. I don't know. Fike. Fike? Mm-hmm. Dominique Fike? Yeah. F I K E? Yeah. Yeah, Fike. What could possibly go wrong? Me misspelling your name. <laughs> Dom Kennedy and, <laughs> and Hit Boy drop, also known as Nick Caution drop, Open Flame. Brandy drop, B7. And Benny the Butcher and BSF dropped a Gangsta Grills mixtape. Alright, out of these joints, what have you heard? I haven't heard, I haven't heard any of them, dog. And I didn't even know the Gangsta Grills shit, uh, shit dropped. Dropped on Friday. It did not pop up a title for me, dog, when I was looking at new albums. I listened to it, so I don't know you can see it. It really did not pop up on Friday for me. Well, I listened to um I listened to 3Ds. I listened to the black, uh, black soprano family mixtape, the Gangsta Grills joint. I listened to the Sleepy Hollow joint, and I listened to I listened to a third one. Oh, Dom Kennedy and Hip Boy. Uh, the paint a picture. Dom Kennedy and Hip Boy sounds like waking up out of your sleep in a hotel room, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" You're like, "Oh, okay, my niggas are smoking weed." <laughs> That's what's happening right now. That's what's happening. Uh, it's not like the album sounds like waking up in a lavish hotel suite. Mm, trying to figure out what's you. about you. The fuck? He's like, oh, okay, these niggas is burning up. Okay. Amped. Yeah, that's that's my best way to describe it. Um, it's it's good. It has a lot of good songs on there. Um, the rapping is on point. The beats is on point. Definitely a quality tape. Uh, Sleepy Hollow. That's one of them uh, New York niggas. Mm. Uh, very interesting li- uh, listen to that because the beats wasn't so like New York drill-ish mm-hmm. but it's he still had like that New York drill attitude behind it um what's some cool joints on there if I had to describe it it sounded like one of our New York cousins coming to Atlanta and him not understanding that shit he do up there on the flight down here <laughs> um me here on Sleepy Hollow I be killing the block right now, dog. But, but, you know what I'm saying? It's more than I be. I, I, be, I should be on the Ave right now. I should be on the strip. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. One of our little cousins come out here. Yeah, I thought Sleepy Hollow was a was a dance hall DJ. But then, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, oh, that's sleep, uh, Sleepy Hollow tips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last... What was the last one? Was it Benny? Oh, Benny. Uh, man. Eight tracks... All the tracks is good, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a gangster grills take. Like I don't know if it was the beats. Well, I know it's the beats, and because they're older rappers, mm-hmm. somehow a mixtape that sound like it would have been fire in '07 mm-hmm. sounds fire in 2020. Oh shit! Like when you listen to it, I'll listen to it. I'm like, bro, like it really has that old mixtape vibe to it. Um, it really felt like, like honestly, bro, it sounds like a. Somebody had this on a, a hard drive since 2007, and they put it out today. These Gazelda boys don't get tired, man. That's what I'm saying. These Gazelda boys will drop project after project after project after project. Transition. Pre-gaming. Pre-gaming. Bird talk. <laughs> Bird talk, take one. So we got a little, speaking of New York, uh, this little uh, IG comedian. Her name is Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. And she put up a little video, and I want to play it for you. Put us up. All right. That nigga more than 
Alright, listen to this. If you feel like you love that nigga more than he loves you, please leave him. We're grown. He should love you more. You should feel it. You should feel inside that th that the love is out the roof on his end. For real. You wanna know if that nigga loves you more. Trust me. We're grown. No reason for you to be dating somebody that you love more. Trust me. He's gonna cheat. He's gonna cheat. <laughs> Cool. I said what I said. Thoughts. Niggas in love cheat too. That's your response to that? <laughs> nah, um, she tweaking. Uh, I'm listening. I feel like love should be an equally yoked thing, man. I feel like it shouldn't be a competition for real, for real. If I love my bitch, I love my bitch. Remember, remember what happened the last time you said that bullshit? Yeah. Yeah. I love I yeah. love Shorty a little bit too much and I paid for it. No, nah, the last time you literally said it's not a competition. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I literally paid for it as well. Yeah, Shorty, fuck I your ass up. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? I feel like it, it shouldn't say she fucked my ass up. It should be said that Shorty got my face and stuck me. I couldn't do anything because it's a Shorty. It's, it's a, <laughs> I feel like if we was both throwing hands and Shorty literally mopped the floor with me that she fucked my ass up. No, Shorty used her gender against me. I've heard these sentiments shared before recently mm -hmm. that... Don't take a nigga seriously unless he shows that he's more interested in you than you are him. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. That's a lie, man. I be I be interested in a lot of shorties, man. Until until afterwards, until I, uh, I get what I need, and they would interest that. Not that don't make no sense to me. I think what you just said proves what the fuck they just they talk about. But I'm saying, no. <laughs> you said don't 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 get no uh, pay no nigga no line until you play gay interest. Right. So I pay. I I, I gave you the interest that you're looking for, whatever. And then I and then I do what I do. I get mine and I skate. So you say either way, like regardless of how I act, yeah, you sit and play. Yeah, it. nigga, niggas going to play regardless, interest or not. We know niggas who've put in work, dog. We know niggas who've put in work, dog, trying to mack a shorty down for years and finally knock uh, knock the walls down like Jericho and then skate off, dog. Like yeah, it wasn't everything I thought it would be. You just gotta find the right one. Unfortunately, a niggas going dig. <laughs> So this interest don't pay me no mind. There's been shorties I've been obsessed. So I know that, dog. There's been shorties I've been obsessed about, man. Big facts. Big facts, Me too. Dog. Me too. I'm, I'm literally I just happen to back no one I want. Shout out to you, my nigga. Mm. For real, for real. There's been shorties I'm like, I'm contemplating like, damn, me and me found the one, dog. Not knowing. My meat found the one. Not Matter my heart. Fact, hold on. Let's get a familial, uh, not familial, mm. that's family, a feminine uh, opinion on it. Swinging a lot. Mm -hmm. All right. I guess not. Uh, well, shit. Do I want to say what I want to say when I get in trouble? I think you want to say it. <sighs> so you think that regardless of how a nigga act, a nigga going to do what he want to do? Yeah. So how are women supposed to know the difference? That's who ringtone is that? Don't worry about it. Hey. Hello? Hey. What's up, man? That's Vance ringtone. What you doing? <laughs> Hey, don't laugh at me. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, so we we recording on pie, right? Uh -huh. I got I got a question to ask you. So we're talking about um basically we played a clip with a young lady saying that 
she's not going to even entertain a nigga unless he shows more interest in her than she does in him. <laughs> okay. What What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, study short. You said what? You take it way back to Egypt. Well, hold on. You, break, you was breaking up. Say it again. I said, well, study shows. If you take it way back to Egypt, you know, the Roman days, the man has to be more interested in the woman in order for this to work. Who, 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 stu- who, who studied this? Hey, hold on. Italy ain't nowhere near close to Egypt. What's going yeah. on here? What I say about Italy? Wrong, nigga. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so why do you think that? I mean, I think it's more likely for a nigga to fumble rather than a woman to fumble. So oh. it's like, it's kind of like, think about all of the nice shit that you've had or getting like a large amount of money and you just fuck it up because it's shit that oh. you're not, you, what? <laughs> Damn. It's shit that you're not used to. So when you give a nigga like way too much spotlight, he, he don't know what to do with it. I've been in the spotlight. I am the spotlight. You see what I mean? <laughs> so, you can't give a nigga the microphone for too long. Because at first, everything be all cool, fun and yells, and then he starts fucking up. He start overdoing it. Niggas are not used to getting attention. So, when they finally do, they start acting stupid. But what so, you he... cannot like the man more than he likes you. So, what am I doing this for? Wait, that doesn't make sense. So, so, what, so how does that apply to a nigga that's used to getting attention? It's not. No, it's about... No, men aren't used to getting attention. It's always the woman that's the chase. So when you finally get chased, you don't know what to do with it because you're not used to this. It's not your habitat. It's not your environment. You're like, oh, what the fuck is this? Somebody like me? More more than I like them? What? And then you start getting fucking cocky. Unfortunately, um, I'm a nigga who's fucked it up after he's pursued it. And I'm a nigga who's fucked it up after it's been given to him. I'm going to fuck it up regardless, man. Um, unless I'm really interested and I want to and I want to deal with it responsibly. As for the chasing shit, man, um, nah, cause I've done shorties dirty that's been after me, and I've done shorties dirty that I've been after. Okay, you just a dirty motherfucker. I wash my hands. I wash my hands of that situation. That's old shit, but um, yeah, it's old shit. So I think um I really I, I really don't think this interest should matter. I feel like if you if you really rock with a nigga, you're gonna rock with the nigga regardless of interest shown. For real, for real. You think that's true? Especially there'd be some shy niggas. Be mature adults and just match that energy. Yeah, I feel like there'd be some shy niggas out here who just don't know how to approach shorties, but there might be a spark of interest and you have an assertive shorty, she might take control of the situation. That could be different. Everybody's story different. Me, my story is I like to fuck up the story. Mm. Interesting. All right. Well, you know, I got to go. I'm going to hit you back in a little bit, okay? All right. I love you. Y'all going to kiss on the I phone? Too. Y'all going to kiss on the right, phone? Man, shut up, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, take two. I feel like we did not come to a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no... There was no... Uh, there's no resolution for that. Yeah. I feel like exactly what we started with. Is that's what how we, we, yeah, yeah, we are. And that's why I show you say that, that bird shit. That's what I'm saying about bird shit. Okay, take two. Carl Thomas. Carl Thomas has a certain song called I Wish. Okay, okay. I know from the way she looked at me, her eyes said it all. 
long days and nights we spent until she dropped a bomb on me when she said that she was unhappily married with children and the chorus goes and I, <laughs> and, the, and the chorus goes I wish I never met her at all even though I love her so and she got love for me but she belongs to someone else <laughs> have you ever felt like that and I wish I never met her at all oh yeah definitely definitely man I've definitely felt like I've, I've I've had a couple of I wish I never met you. I wish I never met her at all. At all. What pushed you to that point? Like whenever I really get uh, get real vulnerable with a shorty and just watch that shit backfire in my face, and not feeling like a sucker, um, like uh, like my last situation, I could definitely say I would. I, I never. What's your ex? Uh, yeah. You wish you never met her at all? Oh, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. For real? I wish I met her. I just never met her in that capacity. You wish you never pursued her. Yeah. I'm saying, like, what shorty... Have I wish I never met? You wish you never met. Like, you never knew she existed. Because I got one. Uh, tell me, tell me. See if I remember one. For me or you? Yeah, for you. For me? You have one for me? No, I have one for me. Okay. I'm asking you if you have one for me. <laughs> if you have one for you me. Uh, I wish I never met... What? Talk yeah. to me. Why you say that? So I feel like I want a bag. You laugh a little too hard, there, play boy. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel that. I definitely feel that, man. Yeah, I definitely feel. Especially that. what twenty eight, twenty twenty one. Yeah, I, I wish I never met her. Then I could, if you saying that, I could definitely say that about my ex then. I wish I never met Shorty because at 2021, mm-hmm. um, my feelings for her were genuine. Mm-hmm. But it was a, like, looking back, there was a lot of bullshit yeah, man. I put up with. Yeah. Especially when the nigga was being sincere. A lot of bullshit. A lot of one-sided shit. A lot of selfishness. Mm-hmm. And she kept me away from... Yeah. Yeah. Sure, just making sure you never got a whiff of it. Yeah. To the point you even know they was all besties. I had no idea. Yeah, idiot boy. Then I could definitely say my ex, man, because um, life is funny that way. I definitely felt like my ex kept me away from a few beneficial, uh, beneficial situations for for your boy. Mm-hmm. Um, my ex sort of delayed my move. My ex sort of uh, delayed my move to Georgia. Sort of. She completely had, delayed she it. Did. Uh, she stopped me from seeing if something was real at the time with somebody I was interested in. Shorty trapped me. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Nah, but you, you remember. I feel like you made certain choices because of her, but nothing that she directly forced in your life. You made those choices. Nah, but you remember that night, man. The uh, the Tylenol night. That was a situation. Oh, I said, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was when I said, all right, yeah, let me. Uh, I remember that one night on a completely different note. I remember uh, when Shorty asked you to drop everybody that you talked to romantically just for her to be like, nigga, I still can't fuck with you. Bro, Shorty said, hey, if you say drop all your hoes. And mind you, at the time, I had a lot of hoes. Yeah. <laughs> this nigga came to me for a pep talk. Yeah, like, how do I do this, man? I'm like, bro, we're going to do this. We're going to clear the whole slot, bro. Yeah. Clear yeah. the whole roster. That nigga cleared the whole black book, dog. Mm-hmm. It was a free agent. That mm-hmm. at everything. I didn't even keep. I didn't even have a a, a safety in the back. Like just reserve, in case, no red just, shirts. Just in case, just for like I, a full I did blown. It. I did it. I dropped everybody for you. Just and what say, happened? Trace, okay, what, what, what you expect from me now? I still can't trust you. Absolutely. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
you know, you know, you know, understand all my hoes is free range and locally sourced. You know, <laughs> homegrown. You know, I gotta, I gotta gather it back into it, and I may have fucked us up. This is a, this is a real homegrown freaks. <laughs> like, what the fuck you want me to do? I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in that capacity, but um, I wish I never met because. She really forced my hand to doing some shit that was low key at the time out of my character. Out of character for you. Because mm-hmm. even when I was at my most filthy and grimiest, I made a few mistakes, but I've always taken relationships and shit serious. Mm-hmm. But with Shorty, when Shorty, I remember she did something so flagrant, dog. I started wilding. <laughs> I was like, what, 19, 20 years old at the time? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And then that's when I really got my toes wet. Like, oh, I can be a hoe like that. Okay, watch this. Yeah, watch this. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yep, I got a star in the five now. Fucking show ass, yeah. So, yeah. By the same time, I can't say I wish I never met her because a lot of the things that she does show me that's not what I want. Mm. And Van is the opposite way, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I would want in a significant other. Okay. And at the same time, dealing with her showed me how I don't want to act, mm-hmm. and like. uh Red flags and certain shit like okay, I know that this this and that is comes attached with this and this and that. And I only really she's the only shorty with like a couple of things where I've only seen it, and the only way I would have learned was for fucking with her ass, which is showing up to my benefit because I'm able to keep uh, Chicago Bay happy. Amen. I understand that man because. Uh... But even even then, I still wish I never never met her. <laughs> I respect that man. Because um, I cultivated a lot of toxicness, toxicities, fucking which one. You reached your toxic pinnacle, man. <sighs> Did I? But it was some fun I reached a few pinnacles, too. It's some fun time. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, even though I wish I never met her, I'm thinking, but if I if I wish I never met her, um, would that really be for the best? Like, also, because... Uh, uh-huh. I know where you're going, and I was just thinking about that a few minutes ago. By the same time... You're thinking about things because you made it to the other side. Think about those nights where you were really down and out in a dark place trying to figure out, is life even worth living anymore? Yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. Because as much as I love these lessons that helped me in this this new relationship, brother, mm-hmm. I don't know if I... Yeah, I feel like I still could have get to this point mm-hmm. without those dark, dark, dark-ass dark nights, nights there was a lot of times where sure you pushed me over the edge, dog. Yeah, and, I say, yeah, and if was, it wasn't for me and you t- literally tethering I mean, together, we would have went yeah. over, over the board, bro, for sure. This is a night. When you, uh, when you argue with your shorty doing 30 over the speed limit and shorty say some wild shit about uh, one of your family members passing away, and it cuts you deep. So you say, you know what? Fuck it. You let go of the steel wheel, go 30, and you're not even looking at the road. You're just looking shorty in the eyes and saying, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Shit get real for you. Mm-hmm. So shorty has to grab the steel wheel, your jaws and turn you when you get stuck into a median of a of a lane. And the whole time you ain't even flinch. You didn't even try to touch the grab the steel wheel. I don't care no more. You, you still, your foot's still on the gas. <laughs> and the worst part on top of all that, you actually care about this bitch. Yeah, V. Yeah, these ain't these ain't sad tears in my eyes. These angry tears. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, bro. Yeah, man. Damn, dog. Talking to you now, even before we start a conversation, I really wish I never been high. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, dog. Shorty was no good for the kid, bro. Yeah, man. Like live for real. Like Shorty was no good for the kid. But it was so fun at the time. Cause we ain't know better, man. We ain't know. 
Imagine having actual fun, like wholesome, wholesome, edifying. That's source, what I'm saying. Soul she, building fun. Shorty kept me from the fun I would have had. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I never missed because I would have bagged. Shout out to and me. I would have actually been a good clean nigga at the age of 21, not 29. Shout out to our character development being uh, uh, three seasons of character regression. <laughs> hey man, before I figure out who the fuck. <laughs> The tangle web we weave, dog. Uh, bird talk take three. <laughs> Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. Dr. Dre's wife filed for divorce after 24 years of marriage. Mm. Shorty wants spousal support and half. Uh, half of what? Half of all assets. Um. A division of property. Dr. Dre said, cool, but your ass ain't getting half. Want to know why? Why? It's a prenup. Hey. If you ain't no pop. Like, I understand spousal support, but half, bro, half. My man worth $800 million. You'll be good. You don't even need half of this to be happy. Half, bro. What $400 million going to do for you that $40 million will do for you? Hey, I'm not letting you spend $400 million with another nigga. That's number nah, one. Nah. And, and secondly, in the words of Dave Chappelle, you want half, but you ain't do half the work? <laughs> I understand if like, he was in the half? if he was in the stew with me cooking up these beats. If he was out there with if the, he chopped a sample, maybe if he chopped a sample. Is it, if, Bruh, if, explain it to me, dog. It don't, explain uh, that to me, bro. Half. Why? Shorty want half, bro. Shorty don't need half. Bro. How does I never understand? This like in the uh, on our level, right? Mm-hmm. Like the common folk, I can understand half if you. Link with your spouse between twenty five and thirty. And we y'all, y'all build a life together. Y'all build. Uh, you you acquire property. You might buy a boat or some fuck shit. Mm. You have children together. If this nigga does some flagrant shit, I understand you getting half mm. because y'all cultivated this together. Shorty, you ain't done a percentage of half of, of a eight hundred million dollars. No, you just married me. For the real. fuck, you ain't put them drums together on explosion, dog. No, you did. <laughs> you, you don't know the, the you, fuck. You wasn't building drum kits in the middle of the night. You ain't hit a, a piano and still dre. Dog. I don't understand no. it. You wasn't getting chased out of half, death. nigga. Explain half to me, bro. You wasn't getting chased out of death row records. And Shorty didn't even say the nigga cheating on her or nothing like that. Like was Tiger Woods. Was it a fallout of love situation? It was a, a, a irreconcilable. Irreconcilable differences, right? Mm. So explain that to me, dog. Um, half the concept of half during a divorce. I don't get it. I, I I really I really don't get it personally. Um, especially when you wildly rich. Like How would this. you respond to half? Um, I would uh, I laugh for real, for real. Especially if it's a situation like that. Like, I'm saying, like, what if the, the the judge demands half? Like, you have to give. I have to give a half. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm I'm gonna have to. Uh, Comply with the uh, with the eyes of the law to as much as they know. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Like if, if the law knows, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to I have to make it do what I do, but I'm gonna make it difficult. I'm gonna make it real difficult to get your half. In what ways would you say that? You have to jump through a lot of loopholes, man. Whichever way, <laughs> whichever uh, way, somehow could, a, lot of, a lot of property gets stolen. Yeah, for real. Like whichever way it could create inconveniences, little body inconveniences, man. You know, little little burnt out beach property here. <laughs> Crackhead stole my bike yeah, there. Yeah, some shit like that. Man, the whole Julie connection gone. Yeah, it's I don't crazy. know what happened. I don't know what happened. Yeah. yeah. It's a good thing you got some of that half left. You can buy some more, right? The police come back and say, uh, why did your little brother steal $400 million? And <laughs> Carmine did what? Huh? 
Oh no, no my brother! Wow, I can't, he said much. I can't trust nobody. Oh, <laughs> I lose my best friend. My little brother still up for me. Nah, you can't. Would you um, make your show these to sign a prenup? Um, yeah, I would. I definitely would, especially um, sitting on something like this, man. Even though we're not big yet, I know this is a fucking gold mine, dog. And I'm already getting half of this gold mine from your fucking. You're getting a third of this gold mine. I'm already getting half of this. You're getting a third. I'm already getting half of this gold mine. So the last thing I need to do is split my half into another half. I'm not good at math, but I know that's not good math. Twenty five percent, nah. Fuck, supposed to do twenty five percent, and I'm, I'm buying back at least seventeen percent of that. <sighs> Y'all cahoots, <laughs> <laughs> big cahoots, nigga. I'm trying to figure out. I'm over here telling Twy like I found the perfect shorty. Then no Twy's been feeding shorty the perfect lives for me this whole time. Yeah, bro, the long con, right? Oh, like you said. Yeah. Right, next, NLE Chopper. Mm-hmm. This Memphis rapper and recent high school graduate just happened so to be a seventeen uh, year old father. Mm-hmm. And a child prodigy, apparently. Okay. <sighs> okay. So he let off a clip of tweets about how he wants to raise his daughter. Uh, me and my cousin aren't fathers. No. But we've been 17 years old before. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, we should dissect... These tweets? These uh, parental advice. He's 17? Yeah, 17. I'm surprised. I thought young boy was older than that. Yeah, me too. So uh, you want to go... So there's three tweets. You want to do one by one all together? Yeah, one by one. Okay, first tweet. I'm reading this verbatim. Uh-huh. Make sure your daughter know how to dress so she don't attract the wrong type of niggas. Um, I'm not really, I'm not really good with that idealism. Uh huh. Um, I feel like we don't have any right until I've been said it's like whatever show you want to wear, she could wear because niggas are gonna do like you niggas said, niggas will nigga anyway. Nigga will nigga. Uh-huh. So how about we just make sure niggas stop nigga. Yeah, I don't care if Shorty Let's dress like a librarian or she dress like JT yeah. from City Girls. I don't know how many times I had to tell you keep your motherfucking hair to your motherfucking yeah, self. I ain't never say, yo, dress a certain type of way. Yeah. Keep your motherfucking hair to your motherfucking yeah. self. So, yeah. It gets a lot wider from here, my boy. That tells me. Uh, tweet two. My daughter ain't gonna be on social media showing how fat her ass is <laughs> or how fat her pussy is. Make sure she learns self-respect. I'm going to teach her that she ain't got to wear attention-seeking clothes just to feel beautiful. Ugh. What you think about that? Ugh. I think he thinks that a lot of shorties is doing this for nigga validation. Like, a lot of shorties are doing it. Oh, at least the ones that in his circle. Yeah, probably, that's true. He got bad and shit like that. Yeah. That's true. But, a lot um, of shorties trying to get picked. I definitely um, I definitely uh, like the you know self-respect part and shit like that, but I think... Self-respect,、yeah. You can't. Okay, so I don't. So what you saying? Yeah,、uh, just just because you can't do it, don't mean I can't dig it, dog. I dig. I dig the、uh, the thought, like you know, he's gonna <clears> teach <throat> his daughter how to navigate through、um, the interwebs and shit like that, and how to how to carry yourself a certain way. You feel me?、Mm-hmm. But it's how he says it. <laughs> <laughs> the table delivery. Yeah. Uh. 
Ah, uh, man. What's the third one? Nah, I'm still on the second yeah, one, dog. Uh-huh. So the thing about it is there's nothing you can do to control what a woman's going to do on mm-hmm. social media. And nor should you want to control because, like you said, the same way a nigga going to nigga, a shorty going to do what shorty want to do. Yeah. So if shorty want to do that, she going to do that. <laughs> so it's like... Hey, you not stopping her. That's the thing about it. Uh, you, I'm all for the self-respect part. But like we were saying a couple of episodes ago, uh, what I say? Knowing how to act is deeper than knowing to shut the fuck up when somebody tells me to shut the fuck up. Mm. Self-respect, especially for women, is a lot deeper than how they present themselves in front of men. Mm. And I feel like that's that's where this tweak is really fucked up. Self-respect is a lot deeper if Shorty wants to show how fat her pussy is. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's get on to number three. Make sure she know them hoes ain't her friend. They just gonna want to use you for what you can do for them. Teach her how to be a boss, how to carry herself at a high standard so that nobody will be able to tear her down. Because I refuse to raise a hoe. Show so good until he fucks yeah, it until up. Until he fucks up. Wait, show the world how I raised you. So, what you think about that? She can't be all that and be a whole dog. That's what I'm saying. So, so, so this is the part that uh, Mr. Chopper don't understand, and I feel like he does understand. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want his daughter to turn into the women that he goes after mm-hmm. because he knows what his intentions is at. Yeah. Right, so this whole part about I'm gonna teach her how to be a boss and carry herself at a high standard so nobody will tear her down falls in line with how she wants to dress, how she want to dress. Exactly. Talk about how fat her pussy is and shake her ass because it's her body and that's her empowerment. It's on the real TIS. And a lot of shorties are making buku types of money mm-hmm. off that shit. All of it. So you refuse to raise a hoe, but. A lot of what you, uh, it's not really, especially when I wonder like you're saying all this, but what type of element you gonna like? What is your daughter gonna see, for real, for real? Because she's a baby now, but like growing up, she's gonna see some shit, right? Unless you really out here just living a Mister Rogers lifestyle, like everything is different, everything is squeaky clean. But kids got internet, yeah. She gonna see. You can't really do nothing, bro. Just raise her the best way you can. Shower her, love her. <laughs> I refuse to raise a hoe. So what does that mean? I'm pretty sure, pretty sure my mother said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck her, I have me. Yeah. Fuck her, I have karma. <laughs> nah, she, said, she, she said that shit after, y'all. Yeah, she said it twice. I refuse to raise a hoe. I refuse to raise a hoe. What does that really mean in 2020? Maybe, uh, nah, I'm, 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 I'm trying to... I'm trying to lighten the load now. It just he he refuses, like you were saying, he refuses to to raise a woman that he he chases after for real, for real. That's the only thing I'm thinking. Well, of. What's the problem with that? With being a hoe? Or nah, with the women that you chase. I guess I guess you feel like the or am I, <clears throat> the woman that I uh, that you would pursue is not the standard of the person you want your daughter to be, man. Especially so, who's a flaw in that? Hmm? Who? What? Well, so where's the flaw? Is, ain't the flaw with you? Yeah, the flaw is definitely with you. But you a nigga, so you don't have to take the flaw. You could just put the flaw on shorties, and they have to change. They they have to make the righteous changes to make me comfortable and shit like that. So the thing, the thing that as I'm getting older and uh, 
I see it's way more delicate when you come to this train of thought. So you chase the big booty, mm. quote unquote, ho. You cra- you chase a shorty that's cracking cars, getting home, money, to drive her own, whatever, whatever. She got her own business. Mm. She sexually promiscuous. She ready to give up at any time. And that's the woman you fall in love with. Mm-hmm. But you want your daughter to be the complete opposite of that. Yeah. Because. <laughs> because your daughter can't be that because of the familiar love. Like, But that's the thing. Like, I'm, that's the part I never get an answer to. Yeah. You don't want your daughter to be that because. Because it's my daughter, dog. My daughter going to be different from all these ratchets and all these hoes out here, dog. Women get fucked regardless of how they act or what they look yeah, like. but not my daughter, bro, because it's my daughter. I'm going to raise her different, dog. She's not going to be like that. How many good girls have you fucked? How many good girls? Yeah. Me, you know the church, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, it's like, so it's like. Sure, you going to get fucked anyway. Regardless, man. So if that's what you worry about, you worry about Shorty getting fucked. A woman going to have sex, regardless of what she wearing, what her interests are, who she be with, things that make her smile. I want numbers to die. Shorty going to get fucked if that's what she want to do. Yeah. And you're not going to stop that, man. Because you over here thinking like, yo, my daughter is real good until she's got niggas sneaked in and out the crib, man. Especially now, man, garages be so motherfucking silent. It's quiet, It's not the shit we had back in the day. Quiet, We used to hit the garage button. You hit the garage button and shake the whole house. Now, dog, a nigga be in and out the crib. Mm -hmm. Like, God damn, dog. You put the microwave on at the same time as the garage. You you can't even tell. The motherfucking microwave more thunderous than that shit. And as a nigga who's a... it sneaked into plenty of wholesome shorties cribs, man. I could tell you, I could tell you how to walk on squeaky stairs. Air Force isn't here. What advice would you give to the seventeen-year-old father? Just love your daughter and raise a daughter because before you know it, she's gonna be old. You gonna be old. It's not gonna matter. It's not gonna matter. And the words are a little Uzi. It do not matter. It do not. It matter. really don't matter, bro. Um, just love on her, dog. Make sure she's healthy emotionally. Make sure she's healthy physically, man. You got bigger fish to fry, dog. Yeah. And worrying if your daughter's going to thought it out. That's a fact. All right. We got through that pretty good. Okay. On the flip side about another father. Uh-huh. Logic. <laughs> uh, we are firm believers in protecting your spiritual hairline, correct? Yes. But I want to ask you, is there a difference or a boundary between protecting your peace and being pussy? Oh, yeah, there's a big difference. There's a difference? Mm-hmm. Before I play this clip, what you, what's the difference in your opinion? Um, protecting your peace is letting some shit go, but no, you can really set it off, man. Being pussy is no, you can't do nothing about it. You're not going to do nothing about it if you're being disrespected. All right, I'm going to play this clip for you and you tell me what you, mm-hmm. yeah, your thoughts on it. The same internet that I fell in love with and how I would engage with fans is not the same that it is today. So for me spending a decade to go on my phone and talk to fans, but I can't do that anymore because when I go on my phone, I've hit a level that's just loved or hated. And so I could literally, I mean, it happens all the time. It's like I go and I'll be like, I love you guys. And somebody's like, faggot. And I'm just like, yo, how can you just say this and nothing happens to you? Like, that's crazy to me, dog. And they'll shit on me, and it's going to happen. They're going to call my baby ugly, and they've already shit on my wife and made accounts and called her ugly, you know, and this whole thing. It's like, it's crazy. It's insane. But if you just put it out of your mind, it's okay. So that's why I was went to this happy place. Not to sit here and talk too much about negative shit, but this is why I'm leaving. 
It's like I go and I'll be like, I love you guys. And somebody's like, faggot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so like I said, is it, what is the boundary between protecting your peace and being pussy? That nigga's pussy, dog. It's the fucking internet. I thought you were talking some wild shit, like some niggas was looking out for me, but I ain't know some internet shit, man. Um, especially, like, Roderick should be in the play right now, where he should have reached a level of emotional growth where he realized Another nigga that's 10 years in. Yeah. Uh, where he should be, he should be at a level of emotional intelligence where shit that's said over the internet don't matter. It's not real fucking life. It's not real life, man. It's not the internet. Uh, out of curiosity, you know, I had to look up what his baby and his wife look like. Mm-hmm. Look like a white-ass baby and a white-ass wife. Yeah. And I didn't see nothing ugly, ugly about it. So his wife's not ugly. The baby's not ugly. But his fear of people calling his baby ugly is why he's stopping his career in rap. Some niggas is too sensitive, man. So niggas really take this shit serious, bro. <laughs> Logic's not a, a young nigga. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like our age. Yeah, he's our age. And Which means you remember pre-internet shit. Mm-hmm. You remember being a jit-jit and the only thing you had to worry about was school shit, right? Yeah. So, you can't you can't let these niggas validate you. <laughs> Is there anything on the internet the internet could do to make you stop what you do in the life, uh, like your life? Anything on the internet that could... Nah. I, well... <laughs> Like for real, nah, nah, for real, for real, nah. There's nothing on the internet that could. There's nothing nobody could put on the internet that'll make me say, "All right, bro, I'm done. I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. I'm done with it." Like, it's not like I'm gonna read that shit anyway. <laughs> for real, for you're choosing to read it. Yeah, niggas is really putting themselves in a situation to be emotionally distraught. And then, um, even if I did, I don't read know it. if that's true. You know, I don't know if you're putting yourself in a situation. You just could be minding your business, like he said. Somebody like, gonna call you out your name, and then. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's a conversation of how much power you giving people. Yeah, because a, a, a nigga, by nigga, can say whatever you want about me. But as long as the check clear, dog. I, yeah, I know. I know who I am. I know who you know mm-hmm. what I've done and what I've accomplished. Even though I might not like Logic as an artist, like he has built a brand, he has built a company, he has put out music for people that like that bullshit. But even that's not enough. And what niggas type out don't really reflect to me, dog. You, you gotta really come in my face with some bullshit, bro. Yeah. What what I read over like like what Logic was saying, dog. If I read it and knowing me, dog, if I if I put I love you guys, it's and <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that's how somebody responded. I'm cracking the fuck up. Hey, first of all, <laughs> get ready for this IG live, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking up yo username. I'm corralling yeah, niggas, yo. You, Somebody we. find this nigga and bring him to me. You feel me, dog? The price just went up. But the thing not really put um, a fifteen on your head. The thing that really concerned me because this is wife number two for him. Mm-hmm. And not to be too messy about it, I really start thinking. I saw his wife mm-hmm. running the mill white girl. Mm-hmm. She's not ugly, right? If you know your wife is not ugly, what the fuck does it matter? Like you said. Um, you, 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 like you were saying, you, you can, know your baby's not ugly. You're, even if your baby was ugly, bro, it's your fucking it's baby. Your baby. Like that's what you worried about, dog. You giving too many. You giving these niggas too much power over your life, bro. I ain't never. Been, I can't. I can't. I can't think of a situation I've been in where I allow somebody to run me for real, for real. 
Yeah. Like that, like commas. Especially for some shit that's not even tangible. Shit that's not even real. Like it's not like somebody's coming in your face and saying this shit. It's not like somebody can face it's not even real people half the time. Yeah. A lot of times like cartoon yeah. avatars and, and bots. It's like niggas who won't even show their old face. Yeah. It's like little spam accounts and whatnot. Or when you click it's private. Oh uh, man, like look, the internet's the internet. It's not a real thing, bro. Mm. If you disconnect from the internet or no, nah, let me push it even further. If you stop paying your phone bill, dog, half your palms out the window. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to stop what you're doing and stop your life and have to redirect your whole shit? For real, for real. Because it's a motherfucker. By the way, <sighs> motherfucking shit. What we it. what we say about the internet is the same thing I say to my shorty when she catches me swiping else's DMs. It's the internet, man. It's not even. <laughs> it's not even real. <laughs> All right, next. Um, we're on another stop on the Oops That's Racist tour 2020. <sighs> Fucked up today Jonathan Isaac Uh, For those who don't know This is a basketball nigga Who plays for the Orlando Magic And in the first game Post-COVID He refused to kneel During the national anthem Or wear Black Lives Matter shirt And also uh, refused To wear a Black Lives Matter t-shirt And he said That Black Lives Matter Isn't a part of his relationship With God or the gospel Well apparently Physical therapy is (laughs) Because that nigga blew his knee out in the next motherfucking game. game. ACL. No. ACL really gave out on him, though. No. So I'm going to ask you, aside from the injury, like, I'm not really trying to crack jokes, even though it's funny as fuck. Mm -hmm. What do you think he means by Black Lives Matter interferes with his relationship with God? Because this is the second time I've seen this kind of thought process being, um... Spewed on the internet. So, what's your thoughts on that? What the fuck does that mean? It doesn't Black mean, Lives Matter interferes with his relationship with God. It doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, it's a, it's it, 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 what's the word? A non sequitur. I think it is. Like, it, it doesn't make any fucking sense for real, for real. Um, you trying to proclaim that a certain section of people are being persecuted against? I don't see in any way, uh, any certain way, sense or form, how that's blasphemous against. Uh, your relationship with with God for real, for real, like black people are getting killed through police brutality and things of that nature, and you're standing against that, and that's you standing against God. Uh, uh, I'm not especially when you're black. Especially when this you're is black. a black man. Yeah, this is a black about. man, especially the disconnect. Last last, uh, I want to say the last time I saw this was B. Simone. She did not want to participate in any type of protest because she feels like that doesn't fall in line with her path as a Christian. Mm. It doesn't even though in the Bible, if I'm not mistaken, there are plenty of groups of people that got, were. It was angry, uh, dog. Not even that. There were certain prophets and certain biblical figures that were sent to certain certain cities to stand for those who are being oppressed. Yeah, right. 100%. If I'm not mistaken, no, you especially in the, in the New Testament, right? Yoda. So what the fuck are these niggas talking about? They ain't talking about nothing, bro. They're not talking about anything at all because it doesn't make any fucking sense. One thing that if makes you, me pissed off outside of being my already regular man about shit mm-hmm. is when people say you bullshit about shit that's supposed to be sacred, right? Mm-hmm. I joke a lot about a lot of things. I don't joke when it comes to religious figures because I know it means a lot to certain people mm. whether if it's my beliefs or not one thing I don't understand is these motherfuckers that will hide behind the bible to kind of uh, as a scapegoat or like safe base mm-hmm. so they have to participate in some shit even though this, the very thing that you talking about falls in line with what's going on ahead right I'm saying racist racist niggas hide behind the, the still hiding behind the bible right so like it doesn't make no fucking sense for real for real. Um 
Because on paper, you let them tell it that KKK is a Christian group. Bruh. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't understand it. I won't, I won't, I, and it's not that I refuse to understand it. I want somebody to explain that to yeah, me. Yeah, just break it down. Brother. Explain <laughs> to me how Black Lives Matter or any kind of protest group doesn't fall, fall in line with the Christian Bible. I promise you, I could give one call to this nigga's dad, mm-hmm. and he'd give me at least 10 stories of how Black Lives Matter directly aligns with multiple books in the Bible, multiple passages and scripture. Of that nation. I don't know. That's just a very ignorant statement, man. It's a very ignorant, it's a very unintelligent statement. And and since my uncle won't say it as a pastor, I'm not gonna say it. Fuck y'all niggas. Yeah, I wish you blew both of these out. Yeah, my daddy not gonna say that. Yeah, his daddy won't say it, I'm gonna say it, fuck nigga. I, I I hope both of your knees blow out, pussy ass nigga. What's wrong with you, dog? You darker than I am. And you saying some goofy shit like that. He's man, let me find out where this nigga from, bro. I'm not really trying to get mad, bro. I really start thinking about this nigga darker than darker than Kansas G shit though. I think I remember seeing that. What Superman from? <laughs> let me find out, bro. Let me find I out. I could be lying to you or This nigga ain't from where Superman from, bro. Hey, your last name is Isaac, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no way this nigga's from the Bronx. This nigga's 22 years old from the Bronx. From the Bronx? So if anybody should understand young niggas getting slain nah, from minding their fucking school in South Florida, though. What was... He went to high school in Broward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a young nigga from the Bronx who went to school in Broward County, right? Mm-hmm. He's 22 years old. So in 2018, he would have been what? Uh, 14? Mm-hmm. 12? Right? 14, 12, 15. And Trayvon Martin was from where? Carroll City, South Florida. Yada. Which is nothing but a 15, 20 minute bop from Broward County. And Trayvon Martin was 17 years old, bro. And you mean to tell me that Black Lives Matter don't mean nothing to you? Know? Bro. Boy, boy, I hope your blow out next time, fuck nigga. Ah, that's too far. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it's too late, though. Yeah, I already said it, man. You said fuck it, bro. It. All right, transition Meat potato time. Nigga, where's the meat? Episode 78, Never Let Me Down, Kanye West's version. All right, before we begin, I'm going to ask you a mm. series of questions, and um, you give me your honest answer. Okay. Whatever come to mind first. All right. What does being a black man mean to you? Being a black man means to me, I don't know, man, it's sort of like a permanent uh, uh, badge of honor that I carry, man. It means that I have a... Uh, a certain mentality about me, a certain uh, a certain sense of decorum. Yeah, decorum. Okay. You no. Know, um, oh, pre SAT word, big dog. Uh, no, nah, not the SAT. The other ones. FCAT. Not FCAT. Uh, you had the SAT. ACT. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got like a uh, flying colors. SAT. Yeah. Not I don't so know much. about flying colors. Nah, I got flying. Them colors, colors is there. They make yeah. me on the brown though. They vague it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my colors is vague on my shit. <laughs> Yeah, I passed a bag of colors. But yeah, man, it means um, it's like a badge of honor for real, for to be a black man, man. Because not everybody could do this, man. You gotta, you gotta be able to handle a lot of shit, bro. You gotta be right. able to carry yourself, man. You gotta deal with a lot of stigmas. You have to deal with your own personal demons. You gotta figure out which demons you want to keep, which ones you want to let go, for real, for real. Generational curse on top of that. On top of that, for real. Because you don't, I mean, you don't get, you don't get to choose where you, who you born into. Mm-mm. All right. So my next question is, have you ever drifted away from that? From being a black man, from your ideals as a black man, what everything you just said, have you ever drifted drifted away from that mentality? Yes, I can I can say I have. Okay. Um, my first stint with corporate America, 
and then me learning how to deal with certain people and me setting aside certain ideals just to conform with the ideas to keep um peace inside the workplace. The quote unquote professionalism. Yeah, keep uh, keep it's kinda crazy how uh you know, the older I get, professionalism is very anti-nigga. Yeah. And that's, I didn't get it. Like, now, I'm at a point, and I'm, I'm happy I figured this at 28. Yeah. Or, well, I'm 29, got that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy I figured this at 29. I don't give a fuck. I, I also and, don't give a fuck. And I learned that lesson from a very poor lesson, from a very poor person. Your mother. Uh-huh. Um, after I heard your mother say, I run this place, and I've been running this place, I'm the one who's holding this ship together. If you would have fired me and watched this place burn down, be my guest. Yeah, I sound like my mother. I said, yeah, man. Um, yeah, why? Why do I care so much? I'm not going to conform, man. Yeah, for real. Why do I care so much about making other making other people around me so comfortable that I become uncomfortable? It's just to wild. To be able to even fit in a room type shit. Because mm-hmm. I've worked in corporate situations where it's more predominantly white, mm-hmm. and I've worked for predominantly black corporate situations. And... Essentially doing the same job function as two completely different mm. situations. And even if you try to explain to white people that there's a difference, one, they don't see it. And two, they don't really care to see it. No, they don't. Because they're like, okay, so you come to work anyway. What yeah. does it matter? What does it matter? And they'll say all sorts of wild shit for real, for real. I remember one time, this was back when I was working at and... This is a very funny situation because I posed a question in a way that they didn't see it coming mm-hmm. and they had to be forced with their own, like, I can't say forced or I can't say they were race, they were racist, mm-hmm. but I made them be, I made them be confronted with their own racial prejudice they didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I asked them, uh, how you think I feel working here? And they hit me with the, oh, you know, you're cool, bro. You're cool. La, la, la. Man, you cool. All right. I know I'm cool, but how do you think I feel working here? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't, you don't seem like you have any problem, blah, 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 yeah. whatever, whatever. Not really thinking about my question. And I asked them, okay, so have you ever been in a situation where you go to like a party or somewhere or you go to a store or something like that and you're the only white person in there? Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, yeah, man, that just fucking sucks. I remember one time I got, well, this one dude said, I remember I got I got locked up at the Cab County jail mm-hmm. and I was the only white boy in there and I was terrified. And I said, why were you scared? Like, what, why, what made you scared? He gave a little reasons. I asked a few other ones. Like, well, I'm not really scared, but like, I get very awkward. You know, I, I feel like I have to like, like I'm very, um, I'm very aware that I'm the only white person in the room. And so that made you uncomfortable. He's like, yeah. I was like, so I'm gonna ask you again. How you think I feel working here? Mm. Silence in the room, and and you can when you can see in the nigga's face that they really thinking like, oh shit, mm. oh wow. And I remember that I'll never forget that conversation. I'll never forget that conversation because it's like, like they don't even like think about that. But they don't need to because they never have to think about ways to be put in situations where they're uncomfortable for real, for real. Because their comfortability has always been prime importance, and that's privilege. Yeah, that's the definition of privilege. Because in the same way, we not we're not afforded a luxury. Even as men, we can have a group full of men right here, right? Mm-hmm. If a woman walk in there, if we're really men, we have to alter how we talk and move around her mm. to make her feel more comfortable. Exactly. Because that's our duty as men. Mm. So it's like the fact that you even feel like you have to think about how you're treating somebody else is not like you. That's privilege. That's a definition of privilege. Because yeah, you feel like you don't have to because of what? Because of privilege, dog. Yeah. Like you were saying. Um, no, no, I'm saying because you know that you have there's no consequences whether you do or not. As for us, like... 
we'll alter we'll alter we'll alter the situation accordingly depending on on who is present. That's kind of crazy. That's how you know you've been just the way you've been raised. You've been raised to make life easier for certain individuals for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Not even like even when we was coming up, man. Yeah, not even on purpose. But like I remember like when we were coming up, depending on where we going, like oh, make sure you brush your hair extra extra good. Make sure you do this and you do that and all this extra extra shit you gotta do. Yeah, at the end of the day, like you remember, you little you little black boy. Mm-hmm. You you know you have to be on your p's and q's and all your squares and everything gotta be on point because you're a little black boy. And they will victimize you if you, they will. especially if you come off as polite. Yeah. Especially if you like, I don't know what what about being polite feels like it gives them the uh, it's a, the invitation because, to, to test because against them. It's not even being a test. It's is being polite and having manners is synonymous with being subservient and mm. being submissive, right? Mm. That's what's all rooting in, right? Mm. To be a house nigga, house nigga, I'd be clean, proper, and prone. You have to be able to serve. You have to be nice and polite. You can't step out of line. You can't have any aggression, any bass in your tone, all the other kind of shit. Right? Yeah. Okay. My next question to you is, going back to the Rico Nasty episode with the Sumo we did, mm-hmm. and I asked y'all whether y'all learned the concept of love. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I'm going to ask you now, where did you learn what it means to be a black man? Probably when I moved to Broward. For real, for real. When I lived in New Jersey... And you moved, you didn't move to Broward to what, 13, 12, 13, 14? I think I was like, yeah, 13, 14 when I officially moved to Broward. The energy was different, man. Um, when I lived in New Jersey, even the white people was niggas for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for real, for real. When I moved to Broward, and that's where I really noticed, I'm not, I'm not sure it was, it was on purpose, but like, that's what I noticed, like, it was real segregation. Like, there's no white people anywhere that I see. And the white people I do see, um, or in nicer neighborhoods. So I remember when we left um, Inverary, not Inverary. Yeah, we left Inverary, and, and then we, Lot of Hill. Mm, we was in Lot of Hill, and then we moved. No, we was in Lot of Hill, and then we moved to Inverary. So we left the hood, and then we moved to this real nice big ass house, or whatever. And that's when I went from Lot of Lakes to Millennium. Yeah, that's right. That's mm. right. And the whole energy was become immediately. Different. That's what you met my dog Damon. Yeah, that psychopath. <laughs> that fucking hey, psychopath. Shut man. my boy David, dog. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I tell you a lie, boy. I tell you. I pray to God that, that nigga alive. Last to... time I saw that nigga, that nigga tried to burn out a, a Walgreens, bro. Last time I saw that nigga, that nigga tried to fight me for talking to a shorty that wasn't even giving pussy. <laughs> shorty, he said you was cock. At first, I never heard the word cock blocker before, and I'm like, the only mm. reason Shorty was talking to us is because I was there. She came to talk to me, not you. That nigga called me a cop block and tried to fight bro, me the last time. Let it go, dog. That's literally almost 20 years ago. Nah, nah, I never understood that, bro. Let that shit go, bro. I get mad every time. <laughs> get mad every time. I had to fight this thing at the bus stop, dog. So, okay. So, you saying that once you yeah. got the bra, you can learn the concept of being a black man. Um, I learned I know what it means. Like, just seeing the interactions of people around me. Because I was still black as fuck, man. And I noticed how certain parents would, te- uh, would treat me when I was around their white kids. For real, for real. And that's when I really started noticing the difference. If I know somebody's home, yo, can such and such come outside? Nah, not today. It was like, they could never kick it with me, but they could kick it if somebody else went to somebody's crib or some shit like that. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Because you're a liability as a yeah. black kid. And that's what I'm starting to realize. Yo, y'all niggas racist as fuck. Okay. Well, aside from what you're saying about work that made you drift away from your uh, ideals as a black man, mm-hmm. what have you experienced that try to deliberately distance you away from your identity as a black man, not just environment that 
you felt like you needed to conform or some shit. Have you ever experienced anything that you realized like this is a a direct attack on my blackness? It, to me, um, it all it would really all be work related, uh, work and uh, and public places related because a lot of things that are attributed to the black community are um are considered like urban, like not urban but like are considered unwanted for real, for real. Like certain hairstyles in the workplace, unprofessional, unprofessionalism and shit yeah. like that, or going out, or going out to a bar, something like that, and then I'm wearing Air Force Ones and I can't get in, but this nigga's wearing cowboy boots and he can get in, and I'm trying to figure out what's the difference for real, for real. It's not like this nigga styling with these pointy ass boots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like just certain things that are considered like when you see oversized clothes and things of this nature prohibited do rags prohibited mm-hmm. snapbacks prohibited yeah. Yeah. Um, no hats no shit like um, that excessive jewelry prohibited hey, just say no niggas yeah. on the sign dog no, no urban. it's way easier this is a non-urban environment yeah that's all you have to say this is keep it. but um shit like that man um especially when uh, they try to water down what is hip hop, or not even hip hop, just the the entire black experience in general? When they try to water down and dilute it, when they try to get their hands on it to make it accessible for them. Very interesting, you say hip hop, because the older I'm getting, the more I'm realizing um, I can think of three black artists that are female that were legitimate pop artists. But in hindsight, they really would not let them exist outside of being a nigga. Mm. I think about Beyonce, mm-hmm. which. She is and was a pop artist. I think of Maya, who was a pop, pop artist. Mm-hmm. I think of Ashanti. In pop my artist. opinion, was well, she was a pop artist. But they should, they threw him in the R and B category. Yeah. No, nigga, you can't do that. You yeah. can't have a you can't, black pop artist. How you gonna have Maya next to Britney Spears? No, 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 no or no. Uh, Jessica Simpson or next some shit like that. No, but they did pop music. You're 100 percent correct. But that's not pop. That's R and B. Nigga, yep. relax. Mm-hmm. Like your little joint is cool or whatever. But you might as well throw Jay Z on that motherfucking uh, on that bridge because this shit yeah, ain't playing over. This shit played all the pop. All the you know what? Mm-hmm. After that last episode, I read something where it said that despite all the play, Tia Marie got with her song, which was everywhere where I saw it, mm-hmm. she got no play on um, MTV. They did not play her shit on TRL and that shit going on. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Now it's 2005. Because, uh, you know you know who they did play? Play Rihanna. Yeah, they did play Rihanna. Play the shit out of an umbrella. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. what does that mean? They still have a semblance of control for real, for real. Just like that, a situation like that. Like, even though, even though the shit was everywhere for us, like, they controlled how it got out to certain people. And that really shut down her career for real, for real. Right. So that's, that's sort of fucked up. And, and even me talking about that now, mm-hmm. I remember, uh, rest in peace, David Bowie, someone that's not even American. Mm-hmm. I remember watching an interview, and I believe he had it with like, like a, a journalist from MTV, and he deliberately asked, why don't y'all got play any black artists? Like speaking with Michael Jackson and mm-hmm. shit, and like Prince or whatever. He asked, like, straight up, how come y'all, yeah, MTV is not playing black artists? And this is the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they try to act like we didn't notice. Nigga, we notice, you know, our representation work. It's not, it's, it's a little off subject, but one thing I do notice about, like, black shit, um, when I use Facebook and shit like that, and it's only, it's only on black Facebook, when you go to black Facebook topics, and you read the comments, the comments is inundated with all sorts of ads, all sorts of fake movie links and shit like that. So yeah. you can't even read the comments to get information. But anything pertaining to anything that's not black, comments is clear. And I always wondered, like, yo, 
what the fuck is going on? Like, it'd be a hundred links for the next uh, Tyler Perry movie, all of the comments and shit like that. And I'm like, how come this is only dealing with black Facebook shit for real? For real? what is all these ads going on? But distraction. Like, I forgot who said it, but I remember recently saying, um, I want to say it was James Baldwin or somebody. Racism. You go just drink all into the mic, huh? Play, boy. <laughs> racism is racism at its core is a distraction. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all these little microaggressions when it comes to us is to distract us. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like, at what point are you going to give up? Like, if I keep pulling all these hurdles or whatever, if I ban this kind of hairstyle so you can't compete in a sport. Oh, so you think you're good enough to compete? Well, guess what? We've been a new rule. Cut your dreads before you can compete. Yeah. I'm going to directly attack who you are as a person and force you to conform so you can join our shit. Mm-hmm. It's all these little things that's like, okay, eventually these niggas are going to stop. Yeah. These niggas I even want to try. Yeah, like from when it comes to um, where you live at to go to certain schools, mm-hmm. all those sun shit at schools on, knowing it's kind of crazy though. I understand school. Yeah, think about, think about stories we've heard in the 80s and the early 90s from our people talking about if you even cross a certain street going mm-hmm. into a neighborhood that's not predominantly black. Yeah. Police is on your ass. Yeah, that's what are you doing? And the whole tactic is, if we keep fucking with these niggas and pulling them over, uh, they're going to think twice. Like, okay, well, let's not even go over there because police not going to yeah, fuck, fuck with us. Exactly. And then that is uh, accomplishing what they want. The easiest way to keep niggas on this side of town is to harass niggas every time they come, they they cross that, that line. This side of town. Mm-hmm. And it's the same shit. It's all about the distraction. It's all the it's all the same. Uh, uh, it's like the same game, different. Um, same game, different sport type of shit. Okay. It's all the same kind of shit. But before we get into the lyrics, I want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. In this song, this is Kanye West and Jay Z in two thousand four, and despite. All the changes that both these artists have made, for better or for worse, they're both still relevant 16 years later, right? Mm. But why is Hov's verse still true when Kanye's isn't? Probably because one stuck to the ideas through, so one stuck to his ideas through and through, and one let his ideas go to the wayside and abandoned him for for. Um, now say that again for the folks in the back. One stuck to his ideas despite all the controversy, and one let his ideas fall to the wayside. So one stuck to who he is as a person. Mm. And one, let what's going on change who he is as a person. Completely abandoned. That's what it sound like to me. All right. Y'all niggas know what time it is. Get these motherfucking lyrics. Originally, I was only going to do Kanye's verse because that's what we really want to talk about. But I'm going to do all these verses and just break down Kanye's verse. And we're going to start from the jump. Uh, First, I snatched the streets. Then I snatched the charts. First, I had their ear. Now I have their heart. Rappers came and went. I've been here from the start. I seen them put it together. I watched them take it apart. Seen Rovers roll up with the ribbons. I seen them repoed, resold, then redriven. So when I reload, he holds number one position. When you hot, I'm hot. But when your feet cold, mine is sizzling. It's plain to see. Niggas can't fuck with me. Because I'm going to be that nigga for life. This is not an image. This is God given. This is hard living mixed with crystal sipping. It's the most consistent hove. Give you the most hits you can fit inside a whole disc. And nigga, I'm home on these charts. Y'all niggas visiting. It's hove tradition. The Jeff Gordon of rap. I'm back to claim pole position. Holla at your boy. And then even in that first verse, he can spit that in 2020 and it's still true. Mm-hmm. The same way it was true in 2004. All right. Of course, 
When it comes to being true, at least true to me, one thing I found, one thing I found is you'll never let me down. Kanye's a fucking liar, dog. <laughs> Kanye's a fucking liar, what dog. Before we even continue, how honestly, bro, how heartbreaking is, is it as a Kanye West fan so to no, think about, bro, the first time I heard this song, I had stars in my eyes, bro. Mm-hmm. I was a little ass kid, bro. All struck the first time I heard this song, bro. This um this song comes right after Jesus Walks, mm-hmm. if I remember right. And I remember listening to it the first time I got college dropout, and I made it to this song. And this was the song. Even I didn't replay this much as a uh, spaceship. When I heard this song, I kept playing it over, over and over and over and over, over, over because the things that he's saying. Outside of him talking about wanting to live out his dreams and him being black and all this and that, he was directly talking about his. Uh, upbringing, which connected, like, it shit hit home for me. And I don't know, man. No, I, agree. I don't know. But we're going to get to the second verse. Second verse is Kanye. <sighs> I get dead for my grandfather who took my mama, made her sit in that seat where white folks ain't want us to eat. At the tender age of six, she was arrested at them sit-ins. And with that in my blood, I was born to be different. Now niggas can't make it to ballots to choose leadership. But we can make it to Jacob and to the dealership. That's why I hear new music and I just don't be feeling it. Racism's still alive. They just be concealing it. But I know they don't want me in a damn club. They even made me show ID to get inside of Sam's club. I done did dirt and went to church to get my hands scrubbed. Swear I've been baptized at least three or four times. But in the lands of niggas praise, you cons are getting paid. It takes a lot more than coupons to get a save. Like it takes a lot more than do rides to get your waves. Nothing sad as that day my girl's father passed away. So I promised to Mr. Rainey, I'm going to marry your daughter. And you know I got to thank you for the way that she was brought up. And I know you were smiling when you see the car I bought her. You sent tears from heaven when you see my car get balled up. But I can't complain what the accident did to my left eye. Because look what the accident did to left eye. First Aaliyah, now Romeo must die. I know I got angels watching me from the other side. That song's fucking beautiful, dog. It's so beautiful. And, 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 man, if you would have told me when I was 13, 14 years old. That this whole verse is a lie? It's all, like, my <laughs> man. He made it irrelevant? My man would drift so far. My man is, is damn near the, the polar opposite of this, mm-hmm. right? And then it's a poem by Jay Ivey. And then the whole verse is fourth verse. He goes. Hey, we're not done. Who else you know been hot this long? Started from nothing, but he got this strong. Built the rock from a pebble. Pedal rock before I met you. Pedal bikes. Got my nephews. Pedal bikes because they're special. Let you tell it, man, I'm falling off. Well, somebody must have caught him because every fourth quarter, I like the Mike Jordan them. Number one albums, I got like four of them. More of them on the way. The A4 on the way. Clear the way. I'm here to stay. Y'all can save the chitter chat. This and that. This is Jay. This and Jay will get you maced. When I start spitting them lyrics and niggas get very religious. Six Hail Marys, please Father forgive us. Young, the Archbishop. The Pope John Paul of y'all niggas. The way y'all all follow Jigger. Hov's a living legend and I'll tell you why. Everybody want to be Hov and Hov's still alive. 16 years later, the verse still... This nigga could spit it today and it's the exact same way, bro. I want to be Hov more now than I would have been 60 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. All right. So fuck that bullshit I just said. I'm gonna like I'm going through whole verse. I'm gonna pick out little things that I feel like it's gonna support uh the argument for uh Kanye's verse. Okay. <sighs> Rappers came and went, I've been here from the start. I seen them put it together, I watch them take it apart. 
I've seen the rollers roll up with ribbons. I've seen them repoled, resold, then redriven. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Before you even respond to that. When you hot, I'm hot. But when your feet cold, mine is sizzling. Okay. Don't respond to that yet. This is not an image. This is God-given. This is hard living mixed with crystal sipping. The most consistent hove. Give you the most hits you can fit inside a whole disc. Now respond to everything I just said. Hove has definitely been one of the most consistent niggas in the rap game. The most consistent. For real, for real. Um, I don't care what nobody say. Mm, he's consistently dropped the hot albums. Don't get me wrong, there has been a couple of misses. But he's been consistently him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Hove is always going to be Hove. You, you, you know what to expect from a Jay-Z album. You know what the theme is going to be. You know the delivery. He might switch it up every now and then. But over-encompassing Jigga is Jigga, for real, for real. I feel like this whole verse orbits around this is not an image. Mm. This is who I am. Yeah. It makes me think of his bar on the PSA where he says, um, man, you are who you are, player. You could try to change, but that's just the top layer. Man, you was who you was before you got here. And I feel like that's his whole verse right here. Rappers came and went. I've been here from the start. He's not talking about his success. That's the part that, you know, niggas like Tory Lanez don't understand. Just because you get money just makes you a corny ass nigga with money. money. Exactly. Rappers came and went. I've been here from the start. Watch them, I watched them put it together. Watch, watch them take, take it, it apart. apart. Success come and go. But one thing that never falters is who you is as a nigga. And, um, you know, I feel like that's, a, that's an ideal that my mother has given me. Now that I'm really thinking about it right now, mother has always given me a strong identity of who I am as a person, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm really thinking... After everything I've been through, I've seen a lot of niggas come and go. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? A lot. A lot. A lot. Niggas, a lot of niggas been in this rap game, dog. Not even this rap game, this underground Atlanta shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of motherfuckers come and, came and went. And uh, at my age now, you know, a lot of, uh, I'm not going to say a lot, but a few of my counterparts, that's between like 28 and 32, there's a lot of bitterness behind this shit. And they always on some like, they already feel like they're a has-been. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like I haven't even reached my peak yet. Because I I am who I am. This is not a, uh, you know, back when niggas was trying to dress like uh, like Meek and Kevin Hart with the with the leather shirts, the, the leather arms on a regular shirt. And like, top and trend, the trend, the trend, the mm-hmm. trend. And, you know, uh... I recently saw an article talking about, you know, Smoke Perk. Mm. Uh, him and uh, Lil Pump, Pump, right? How they fell off. Uh, yeah, talking about, he basically, he had to admit, like, okay, I'm not as hot as he was because he dropped the album, and even though he has 4 million followers, I think he sold, like, 4,000 records. Damn. What are these niggas following you for? Exactly, right? This is not an image. This is God-given. You're doing these little antics and you're doing these little things and you're doing this whole persona to try to sell a moment, right? What do you do when the moment leaves you? Yeah, when you, you have no me? staying power. Right. When you have nothing to keep niggas hooked because it's more of the same thing. It's not, there's nothing. Um, That's why I give credit to the Migos, you feel me? Um, you know, Migos is going through their own shit right now, but at the end of the day, them niggas have been able to weather the storm. 
true. And they've been able to adapt. That's true. You feel me? Because even at the time, it, it does. It did feel like, especially early on, there were young niggas that trying to but they mold also, to an image. Mm-hmm. Them niggas created their own. You know what I'm saying? Shit. And they knew who to align themselves with to keep right. to keep their longevity going. So I feel like that plays a part into it. But um, I'm gonna go down, going down to the last whole verse, then we're gonna get to Kanye. Okay. So the bars I want to say from this: built a rock from a pebble, pedal rock before I met you. Pedal bikes got my nephews. Pedal bikes because they special. That you tell it, man, I'm falling off. Well, somebody must have caught them because every fourth quarter, I like the bike Jordan them. And then going down, clear the way. I'm here to stay. Y'all can save the chitter chat. This and that. This is Jay. This and Jay will get you mace. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that mean to you? Um, more of a, more of the same. Um, Hove, Hove telling you who he was before he came into the rap game. Yeah, he had his vices. He was a hustler. He was a drug peddler. But in the midst of all this, he built an empire. And while building this empire, he made sure to keep his family close. He made sure to provide for his fam- uh, mm-hmm. his family when he was a position to. Um, that uh, that this in jail get you mace is a double entendre. I feel like this whole second verse really plays off the never let you down, mm-hmm. never let me down. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's talking about a third person. I will never let me down. Type I, shit. Never, I do it for like because he's saying I pedal rock. I, I built this rock from a pebble. Double entendre. Rockefeller mm. coming from a pebble. Yeah. I pedal rock before I met you. Him mm. from selling crack to building an empire, like you said. Mm. Pedal bikes. I be, I'm able to afford my nephews and my family some some amazing things just to let you a nigga like you slander me, dog. Mm. I will never let me down, dog. Never. I've done everything I can to withstand the storm. And I'm feeling, you say I'm gonna let a nigga like you let me down, bro? Ain't no fucking way. No, I never put myself in a position right. where I need you. Right? So we're gonna talk about the flip. Let's really get to Kanye verse. Yeah. Man, it's gonna be tough, man. Alright. I get down for my grandfather who took my mama and made her sit in that seat with white folks and want us to eat. At the tender age of six, she was arrested for them sitters. And with that in my blood, I was born to be different. Alright, so <laughs> I'ma speak from thirteen, fourteen year old Twy, right? Mm. I remember hearing these bars and thinking, wow, I really understand this nigga Kanye was. I really understand him because as someone who is from Haitian descent and you know, when I was at that age being Haitian wasn't cool. A lot of persecution, a lot of prejudice from black people and white people and Hispanic people. And then having my stepfather in my life, who is from Chicago, mm. who was, who's an old head from Chicago, old Chicago gangster through and through. And, you know, as flawed as that man is, he's never sugarcoated anything in me about what it means to be black in America, right? Mm. He's told me about when he moved from Mobile, Alabama to Chicago. Everybody know about the Great Migration. He was a part of that flock. Going from the segregated South to where his parents' parents were slaves. His grandparents were slaves. Right. My pops' grandparents were slaves. I did not know that. Right, in the South. Moving to Chicago, where it's extremely segregated. He's telling me about when they started to integrate schools. Mm. He's telling me about people getting hosed and dogs getting sick on them and niggas getting their ass beat to death. 
He's telling me about when Martin died. He's telling me about when Malcolm X died. All these eras. All these things that he witnessed firsthand. Firsthand, he's still alive. Seeing white-only signs on water fountains and shit. We're not talking about a fossil. We're not talking about an old biblical story. This is shit that's still happening. And this is a man that I see once a week and still has these memories from his childhood about how they're treating black people, right? <laughs> and I'm hearing, I get down from my grandfather who took my mama, made her sit in that seat, or white folks didn't want us to eat. At the tender age of six, she was arrested for them sit-ins. What kind of system will arrest a six-year-old? A system that's not made for blacks to prosper, man. When you see a, a sit-in trying to do a peaceful protest, and you see a six-year-old, and in your head you're thinking, I'm about to put this little girl in fucking cuffs and drag her ass off the county jail for trying to protest. Something, something that's going to live with her for the rest of her life. For man. the rest of her life, but you don't give a fuck, because in your head you perceive this as... Like the buzzword, I'm too privileged to, to sit, if it's a sit-in, I'm too privileged to eat at a place with these black people, with these lesser people. Animals. Animals, for real. For right. Real. Spitting on black women because they're, they're choosing to protest by sitting at a counter. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about holding up traffic in the street. We're not talking about uh, burning down or looting or anything they try to vandalize us for now. Nope. Sitting at a counter, folks are getting spit on. Yep. Women are getting punched in the back of their head. Mm-hmm. Right. And this nigga Kanye says, with that in my blood, I was born to be different. So how did Kanye West, who said this in 2004, turn into Kanye West in 2020? This is hungry Kanye, man. This is Kanye who hasn't been... Who, who hasn't who hasn't gone through the uh, the thing that Hollywood does to a lot of our famous black actors, our famous black uh, uh, celebrities, for real, for real? I don't know what the fuck is going on behind closed doors, but it really drives a lot of niggas crazy. Why didn't Why didn't do it at Hove? Hmm? Probably because Hove was more secure in his position, or Hove peeped game from Jump Street and seen what type of niggas these was, and was able to prepare himself for it. He wasn't uh, successful. I don't believe that, man. Acceptable to Think him. about the end of the 2000s going into the 2010s in that decade. Mm-hmm. Who had a better, more secure run? Oh. Jay-Z or Kanye West? Uh, Kanye. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do we get here? How do we get to this man who's doing presidential runs as a publicity stunt, crying on stage? Someone that's wearing a MAGA hat, which he is aware of the implications with that, what that means. And... Having multiple authoritative figures within the black community telling him directly, nigga, you are hurting us. And it's completely disregard. How do we get here? And I feel like this is a perfect uh, example of why a lot of motherfuckers don't understand why I get so upset with Kanye. This is what I'm talking about. This is someone that made me feel proud to be a black man Mm. when I was 14. Someone that made me feel that. Like we were saying about what's fine, right? It's that same validation that Kanye gave me as a child, as someone who's being raised by someone that was directly victimized from racism, civil rights era and all that. And for him to be doing the shit he's doing now, how did we get here? I wish I really knew what it was. I want to know what diluted the message that was in him for real, for real. Because I can't say, I can't say it's his mother dying. That doesn't make any sense. His mother dying could have been a catalyst to it. Who knows what underlying uh, issues could have been? But I, his mean, mother I, died. I mean, if I was on, if I was primed to be crazy, the um, if I was primed to go crazy, if something was going on deeper than deeper than rap that was going on inside me, the perfect catalyst would be for me was is, is my mother passing away. Right, his mother passing, but it's the same mother he's talking about right here. Mm. The nigga said it out his fucking mouth. Mm. 
but that was then, man. That's when the uh, that's when the message meant something. But that's what I'm asking. You're 29 years old, right? Uh, I'm 29 years old. Kanye's like 26, 27 years old. Yeah. Words, yeah. This is not a teenager. No. This is a grown fucking man. You're already you're already who you are at the most. Essentially, like like we were saying, both Kanye and Hove, they've made their changes as people. But you are who you are, bro. You are who you are. So how does a, a grown ass man who says that his own mother was arrested for this shit to now be forty something years old and the complete opposite to where people are being arrested and killed for exactly what your mother stood for? And you're not doing a fucking thing about it. So we can move on. Now niggas can't make it to balance to choose leadership. But we can make it to Jacob and to the dealership. That's why when I hear new music, I just don't be feeling it. Right? That's where I'm at right now in my life. Where, you know. um, like I'll listen to shit and shit and be mm. cool with it, but it's not sticking to the ribs. It doesn't stick to the ribs. And I feel like that's a big reason why a lot of music is so forgettable now. Especially um everything is everything is fly by night. Nothing really has staying power for real, for real. The last project I could think of of this year to me that had a, a semblance of staying power was um the Freddie Gibbs Alchemist project. Mm-hmm. That's Freddie. Yeah, uh no 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 uh, Alfredo. That to me had the last bit of staying power for that that I could think of of projects this year. But um it used to be back then, you used to have a whole rollout for an album, man. You have all these avenues of media to promote what you got going on. Like, it wasn't just a uh it it just wasn't it just wasn't a, a Instagram post and things like you you were surrounded niggas set the tone to let you know what there was this a moment was. there was a there was moment. culture behind it exactly I agree with that you would um and not only that you would have the team around you everybody would be in a similar mindset the be, like when college dropout was happening Rockefeller was behind college dropout. Everybody was talking about all the old bulls was talking about yeah we got this producer who could rap we got Kanye West they was promoting him in a sense so boom you saying that right there brings me back to Hov's verse saying that it's not an image right mm-hmm. what if this whole time I can't even be mad at the nigga because it wasn't real to begin with this was this was an image right so what he's if, showing himself like these are his, this is who he is. Right. This is who, who he's always been. Mm-hmm. What if that's what the reality is? What what if it's not even that he drifted so far away from his roots? These are his roots. Like how he is is who he is, but and when he wrote this verse, he was trying to sell an image. He was he was pandering for real for real. Right. Um, what if that's the case? I would um, Which I is worse? I think that's worse. You think that's worse? That's worse because that makes me the sucker, man. I, for three, for three, four, five albums, I fell for a hook, line, and sinker. I didn't see nothing fraudulent um, with the words he was saying. I was chanting these words. Um, what a! Uh, I was chanting these words, man. I, I wholeheartedly believe this is who this man said he was. Racism still alive? They just be concealing it. This man said that. Mm-hmm. Racism is still alive. They just be concealing it. He said it in two thousand four. Yeah. But I know they don't want me in the damn club. You made, sure. made me show ID to get inside of Sam's club. Mm. What you were saying about I can't wear my white Air, Air Forces, I can't wear no white sneakers, and I can't even get through to spend good money, but y'all, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Anything pertaining to me being a black man is a problem. 
Exactly. I done did dirt and went to church to get my hands scrubbed, swabbed and baptized like three or four times. But in the land of where niggas praise you cons and getting paid, it takes a lot more than coupons to get a save. Like it take a lot more than do rags to get your waves. What does that part mean to you? It's 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 it takes a lot more work, man. Um We he said, you know, um, we're we're congratulated for the materialist materialistic things that we show, but we're not congratulated for the effort that we put to get to get to the level where we are where we can achieve this materialistic success. Right. It's um Everybody sees the finished product, man, but nobody sees the process that took you to the product. Nobody will support that until they can see the finished product. Now, all of a sudden, everybody wants to be supportive. Why do you think you added that line about church? Well, you saw, uh, which part? Uh, when I've been baptized about three or four times. I done did dirt and went to church. You got my hands scrubbed, scrubbed, and baptized like three or four times. Why do you think he said that? It's because he identified as a Christian, but he felt like a lot of stuff he did wasn't very Christian like so that that he felt he felt that guilt on his consciousness so he felt like he needed to renew who he was if he's not lying he had to get that reset he needed to get that reset mm. to lead into what though I guess to feel comfortable with where his life was at he felt like he felt that grimy he felt that grimy sticking to him he needed to 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 to, to replenish reconnect with uh with his uh, with his religion so what's the difference between religious Kanye in 2004 and religious Kanye in 2020 this was more of a relationship thing um, back then. It was more of a relationship. Like he, 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 he literally said like he did dirt. He went to church to get his hands scrubbed. He's been baptized about three or four times. My man felt the conviction of it. Now it's more of a more of a weapon used to pander um, for uh, to 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 get his uh, to get his know, agenda how, across. How you know it was a pandering when he said this? He could have been. He could have. That's just what I'm really asking. Uh, unfortunately, I, I, I can't determine. Oh, shit. Hold on. I'm listening. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't determine if he was pandering or not. I'm, I'm praying that this is the pander we get right now, and this is not who he really is, even if he's having some sort of psychotic break. It just feels more... I just feel like um, the Kanye we got back then, that's the real Kanye. It, it just seemed too powerful, man. It, it just seemed... It didn't feel fake. Because even niggas... Because nigga, nigga was just as arrogant. Nigga was just as crazy back then. But nigga supported him. Because Kanye was always doing that shit. From throwing tantrums at the Grammys. Do you think... That a 14-year-old kid right now... Would say today doesn't feel fake? I don't know. Um... I don't. I don't know what. I don't know if these kids think anything is real right now because they grew up in the internet age. So I think they just think everything is. Uh, every, everything is just a placeholder for something nice. I don't think they believe in anything that's really genuine. Uh, my next question would be: How would you explain to a fourteen-year-old that what Kanye right now doing isn't sincere, but him doing this in two thousand four was? Probably because the sacrifice was greater in two thousand four. Kanye West had everything to lose to try to get his message across back then because he wasn't on yet. He wasn't an established name. Niggas wasn't really checking for him. Right now, Kanye West can say whatever the fuck he wants. By the same time, even what you're saying, um, regardless of what it may mean to him, mm-hmm. I feel like he has more to lose now than he did back then. You see mm-hmm. what's going on with his family. 
But does he? Uh, and that's the thing. Like, but what's uh, being reported and the pictures is coming out. Is, uh, right. But even then, like, I feel like he's still he's an established name. He's an established icon. He's an established uh, musical uh, genius, or he has musical genius. He has marketing genius, and we know that about him. So I feel like isn't even, that all the more to lose? I feel like Kanye West because he's done it before. He could bounce back. We know he could bounce back. We know he's um, he's had opportunity to bounce back. I feel like if it was back then, it would be more of some fly by night shit. Like you wouldn't you stupid. We wouldn't even let you get the chance for real. If mm. we knew he was faking back then. Now we know what he can do. Just like um, like what four or five years ago they was claiming he was millions of dollars in debt. Now niggas is telling me Kanye is a billionaire. So four or five years ago, Kanye couldn't even sell. Uh, Fendi, uh, leather jogging pants to Fendi, mm. not an easy brand. Is one of the largest uh, fashion name brands. You feel me? Right. Um, just from the bitches he had around him, now he's a, a a married father trying to sell the image of a married father and three kids. So like, four shit, kids. Four, four. There's four. I think there's four kids. There's four kids. You got uh, North. So. You got Saint. You got Lil North. Who's the fourth one? Chicago. And then I feel like there's another one. That's <laughs> funny. I did not know that, but um. Yes, yeah, so I just feel like he has more to he had more to lose back then because he had the opportunity of not even getting on. He could have been another nigga from uh, just another nigga who was on the rock. Yeah, that's the producer for the rock. He had that one album. Yeah, four kids. Four fuck. Just four kids. All right, and um, I mean, really, really had a verse, and it's not really too much for us to really get into because of the content, but. Nothing sad as that day. My girl's father passed away, so I promised to Mr. Rainey, I'm going to marry your daughter. And you know I got to thank you for the way that she was brought up. And you know, and I know that you were smiling when you see the car I bought her. You send tears from heaven when you see my car get balled up. But I can't complain what the accident did to my left eye. Because look what the accident did to left eye. First Aaliyah, now Romeo must die. I know I got angels watching me from the other side. You think Kanye takes his life for granted? Not anymore. Or at this time, not, um, he probably did until he had that near-death experience before he lost his life. Now, I don't know what he's doing because that's so... That's what I mean. You think right now you think he takes his life for granted? I think he's taking a lot of things for granted, including his life. I think he's taking his fandom for granted. I think he's taking his credibility for granted. I think he's taking his family for granted. I think he's taking the sympathy that we have for him for granted, for real. Um... I think he's throwing a lot of shit away with his antics. From the patterns that we've seen in our 29 years of life via a few of the biggest stars when it comes to American culture, mm -hmm. do you think Kanye's going to make it to old age? I think so. You think so? Mm -hmm. We have so many polarizing figures in entertainment who... And their youth were described as just as crazy. Um, well, some people like I say we got the, we had the Elton Johns of the day. We have the um, just these larger than life figures. Uh, Quincy Jones, look how old that nigga Before is. Before Elton John got Liberace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Liberace passed, but I think he'll make it. I think it just. I mean, let me rephrase it. And everything that we've seen with Kanye and the patterns that he's shown, uh -huh. and how. And stable he appears. Huh. Is it more likely for him not to reach the old age? I think I, oh, I think the 
if we're just talking about the average nigga, I think the statistics. No, I'm talking about him. I'm talking about I right think he'll now. live to old age. I think no, I'm that. asking you. Think you think it's more likely for him to yeah, make it to old age? And I, I think it's, if we're talking about Kanye in particular, yes, I think it's most likely for him to make it to old age. Why you say that? Just um, the the insulation he has around him. Um, even though that nigga's crazy, I don't think his camp will let him do anything how to harm himself physically. How can you stop that? If you're surrounded somebody, you can stop him from hurting themselves. Bro. Elvis died in the bathroom by himself. By himself. So you think Kanye lives every moment surrounded by folks? I think so. The way I see all these niggas checking up on him, I Come think that on, nigga's bro. completely insulated. I don't think there's such thing as anybody being around somebody for every second of their life. Uh, I think if you got like a team I said, from Elvis died in a bathroom by himself, taking a shit by himself. So you think by himself he overdosed by himself? So you in the think bathroom. you think Kanye takes shit with people in the room with him? I don't know what Kanye. If Kanye watches pornography with people in the room with him and don't even beat off, I'm I mean, saying realistically, be realistically, think, I wouldn't be surprised if Kanye was on some nut shit like that. Every second of his life, he's with somebody. I seen every second, but that's I'm what just, I'm asking you. He's surrounded by people. I think Kanye answering your initial question. Yeah, I think Kanye will make it to old age. Seeing his evidence, he's not the first manic depressant. Even if he is a Michael Jackson was surrounded by folks. Uh, Michael Jackson uh, died from overdose from a drug uh, from right. that his doctor gave to him. Right. I don't know how medicated if he if he even is medicated. Because this is someone that suffers from mental illness. You said what? This is someone that suffers from mental illness. Mm-hmm. As well. So how do we? I mean, that's it's completely uh, plausible. Yeah, it's, it's plausible that yeah, it's just plausible that either ways. Um, personally, I think he'll make it. So the reason I ask is because if we jump every five years or go back five years, mm-hmm. we would have never anticipated Kanye to be where he is five years later. Oh right? no. yeah. So he is what I think he's forty two. Something like that, right? If we go back five years to two thousand and fifteen. Go back five years to 2010 off of uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Mm-hmm. With the pattern that he keeps showing us as time goes on, becoming more and more increasingly unstable. Mm-hmm. How do you see someone like that making it to old age? That's, if, if, personally speaking, I'm plenty of unstable niggas have made it to old age for your mental capacity to me. Name one. Of unstable niggas? Yeah. There's plenty of old crackheads in the street who I'm not talking about crackheads. I'm talking about someone at his status and his... Who's mentally unstable at his yeah. age. We got Britney Spears still doing her thing. You, you, have you heard what's happening to her? Yeah, but she's still here is what I'm saying. She, she's younger question. than Kanye. I don't know about how much. She's but younger she, than Kanye West. Shorty's still alive. She's still alive doing but I mean, thing. that's what I'm saying. She's still younger than Kanye West. Mm. So I'm saying, like, even when it come back to come, go, go to, like, in the 60s and 70s and 80s, like, folks that, when we read their biographies and see the movies, how unstable they were, mm. you know, this is, uh, in my opinion, if something doesn't happen or change for Kanye West, I can't see that man surviving a long haul just from everything that he exhibits. If it's legitimate and sincere and it's not an act, I can't see it. Or it's a situation where he deteriorates so much to where he is mentally gone, not even here. Where he's a shell of himself. Maybe, but I feel like that's what it's, uh, that's what heavy medication would do. So that's what I'm saying, like... Even like when I say mental, like make you the old age be on some like. But I will because we've had some. We've had James Brown. James Brown has been going crazy. Ray Charles was dragging around a drug addiction. Um, you saw how them niggas went out. 
But them niggas are still making it to old age, unfortunately. So I, I really, I'm not saying he's gonna be doing good, but I don't see Kanye West like dying face down in a puddle or some shit in like the next five years. Unfortunately, I wouldn't be surprised. Though. Unfortunately, but um, that's all I got. That's all I got. Ah, uh, damn. All right, remind us. You got any minus for the folks? Um, that's why. Unfortunately, I do not have a reminder for the folks. Okay. I got one reminder. Kanye West said on All Falls Down, the people highest up got the lowest self-esteem. The prettiest people do the ugliest things to the road for the road to riches and diamond rings. We shine because they hate us. Flaws because they degrade us. We're trying to buy back our 40 acres. And for that paper, yeah, look man. how low we'll stoop. Because even if you want the Benz, you're still a nigga in a coupe. And for this one, I'll let you... Why do why you think I chose this one as a reminder? It's another incident of showing um, his wherewithal at the time and showing that he knew what type of nigga he was. Or, like the thesis to this, that nigga could have been parenting the whole time. Whole motherfucking time. And on that note, for you niggas, it's okay to cry because you ain't as hard as you think you are. It's my episode 78 of Running Triz, Never Let Me Down, Kanye West version. And you see me along the block, protect your motherfucking neck. You wanna know why? Cause you's a, you's a, you's a, you's a.